welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on the forum. And this is Parker, go by Dr. Mantis Toboggan, MD, on forums. This is Jeremy. Um, currently, if you're following me, it's hashtag COVID won't kill me, but the forums will. <laughs> and this is Aaron, still no forums. Alrighty. Uh, so welcome to the podcast. Uh, our first order of business, as always, we have announcements. Um, going first today, I can't remember if I've talked about this very recently, um, but all of our battle reports are now on our YouTube page, which is uh, MCP, excuse me, infamous MCP on YouTube, and we have over 120 battle reports posted that you could go and check out. And uh, if you prefer to listen to podcasts on YouTube, I'm going to start uploading all of our podcasts as well. Uh, a handful of them are on there for samples, but uh, I haven't uploaded our full catalog yet, so I'm going to start getting that up. Uh, secondly, uh, Parker, you have um, 953 probationary episodes mm-hmm. from all the times that you've been bad. Holy uh, shit! So or or today, incorrect. Oh, let's be fair. Or incorrect. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's equivalent to being bad. That's no, that's bad. not. That's not the same thing at all. But but, but intellectually <laughs> bad still counts. That does not. Is he allowed to even talk, Brandon? Is he actually yeah. allowed to talk? Have we? I love that we talked for like three minutes about the order of things we were going to do, and then Parker actively violated the order as soon as we started. Well, add those on. Those are demands. I felt felt like I could comment, but continue. (laughs) I felt like I could comment, but continue. Was I the only one that was like, why is Parker going for Jeremy? We just talked about this. Was that just me? Am I crazy? I I didn't know Jeremy. I didn't know we're supposed to weigh in on the fact that I have been an idiot, but let's move forward, I guess. Wait, wait. Ooh, me next. (laughs) Me next. (laughs) I didn't know this was a topic. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Do me. Do me. Let's go. All right. We'll 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 think about this. We'll come up with a punishment later. But uh, currently, uh, I guess we'll tick it down for today. Nine fifty-two. Um, uh, moving on to Parker's segment. Let's see if we can get through this one. Oh, Jack Parker, what's up? Sorry. Did do it? Is the reconciliation of this going to also include the fact that I do did actually win the bet, oh, bet recently? Is that what part bet? of the reconciliation? The bet that the new card pack is a reprint for. Uh, to, to allow these cards to be played when the reset happened, I I never got that. Uh, so I, I don't. I, what what bet are you talking about? I don't see a bet. Is that the punishment that I lost the bet? <laughs> no. Okay. No, that's fine. But I totally forgot that that was officially known, and you were not here last week when we got the information. So I forgot we never resolved. It. I know. <laughs> All right. So you bet two hundred fifty episodes that the reason that the cards that were in the reprint pack were there was because they were going to do the card cycle. So that's going to knock you down to 702 episodes. Okay. There we go. It's going to be a short-lived, um, low probation episodes count. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving on to our next segment. Parker, you're up. News. 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 Okay. We got news this week. The news this week is hot off the press all about the Winter Guard. We have some information, not the least of which crimson dynamo we have his card so uh, crimson dynamo it's uh we i talked a little bit about whenever we were uh, it got spoiled a long time ago we weren't sure what crimson dynamo it was going to be if it was going to be anton vankov who is got co-opted by the mcu to be whiplash but he was originally the guy who built the suit all about like hyper-powered electricity um but it's not it's dimitri bukharin which is the kgb agent who is the le- the last recipient of the armor and he's also was the leader of the Winter Guard, and he's the leader of, of the Winter Guard here in the game too. So, Crimson Dynamo is a four cost character. He uh, uh, moves short. He's got four three four. He has six health on the front side, 
and uh, on the back he's identical. He's got uh, a beam for uh, his uh, basic attack. It's a uh, not a builder. It's a gainer. Is that the way we usually talk about? It? Is it gainer? Yeah, gainer. Yeah. If you get one for free, yes, automatically. it's a beam for uh, the gainer with five dice, which is super cool, and a wild shock, homing rockets, which is range five, five dice, uh, cost two. It's exactly the same as uh, Iron Man's. So it has wild explosive. It ignores LOS and cover. Uh, we know what the affiliation for Winter Guard is going to be. Um, they have Unbreakable Red Line. Uh, at the start of an allied character's activation, it may remove one special condition. And when an allied character is contesting a secure objective and would be pushed, it may roll a dice on a wild crit or block. It is not pushed. Do we want to stop for a second and talk about affiliation? Or do we want yeah, to let's keep... talk about the affiliation. Okay, go ahead. Um, Jeremy, do you have thoughts? Wow. I remember two years ago talking about Boy, I wish there was a way to just not be pushed. That's cool. It's affiliation. That's pretty much all I have to say about it. He moves slow. I kind of hate him. Aaron, you got any thoughts? Oh, lots of thoughts. Uh, it's basically uh, a combination of Kingpin, uh, Iron Man, uh, in a red suit. Uh, and yeah. I actually really, really like the affiliation leadership. And that's a personal thing, I understand. Um, the percent chance to get pushed off a secure objective is about 37.5. Um, so it's nothing you can count on. But here's why I like it. Because your opponent is always going to plan like they're not going to get the push. Uh, and you're going to plan like you're going to get pushed. So I think this leadership is uh, more of a pain to play into. Uh, and, I, and I think that gives it a bonus, right? Anytime your team is doing something uh, that the opponent wants to scratch their head and bang their head against a wall about is great, even though you might not see that. It's the se- one reason why Loki is so good, right? You're like, eh, Loki did nothing all game. Your opponent's like, oh my god, Loki ruined all my plans. So I think the affiliation is actually sneaky, really good. Not S tier, but uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. How about that? Okay. Um, I think the pushing thing is, is excellent, but I, I think it's gravy. It'll be really fun when it happens, but I actually really like the removing one special condition. Um, and the reason why I love that is personally in this game, I hate it when my character gets a debuff. It's not because it necessarily affects the game. If my short model gets uh, slow, it doesn't actually do anything. I get that. Um, but one of the reasons why I've always loved rapid fire models is because when I get stunned, I don't have to care about it. Because every time I get stunned in this game, I want to just sacrifice an action to remove stun. So... Um, it, you know, it says ostensibly remove one special condition, but it can also say sometimes get an extra action because you really needed to remove hex, so you really needed to remove incinerate. You really needed to remove well stagger, right? You literally got your action back because stagger never happened. So I think it's really cool that functionally, if you're playing with Crimson Dynamo, if you have enough characters to be Winter Guard, your whole squad is uh, immune to stagger, sort of immune to stun, sort of. Um, if you have lots of you know debuffs, then you might have to choose. But those really key ones that can wreck a character's whole turn and force them to lose half of their possibilities for that round, it's just gone. I think that's really cool. I think the other bit, like you said, is strong because people will have to wonder if it's going to happen. Um, but I think removing one special condition is not nothing because I'm always thinking about action economy in this game. Can I get all my actions to do something impactful? Um, so I think it's really, I think it's really good. Um. I agree. I think the removing a condition is actually the better of the two abilities. Although I think a lot of people are going to 
look at this affiliation and think they're the counter control affiliation, but I don't know how true it's going to be on the plus side. Like Aaron was saying, I actually agree. How many people are going to like walk up and use webline on you knowing that there's a one third chance. It's not going to work. Like that's, it's going to affect your opponent's decision-making, which will probably be the stronger of the effect as opposed to it actually stopping that many pushes. Um, Yeah. Uh, What else does he have Parker? So other cool stuff he's got. Um, overcharge capacitors. Uh, he can just immediately gain two power um, as an action. Propulsion thrusters. Um, you can place him within two of his current position. That costs two, so he could immediately spend one action to place himself uh, if he didn't already have power for some reason. If he wanted to do that that way. Disruption field. Um, uh, it costs two when this character or an ally character is targeted by an enemy attack uh, within three then you can reroll up to two of the attacker's dice. So you're messing with the attacker's dice, not your defensive dice. Um, but it's a defensive power that messes with their attack. And then carbonate carbon carborundum. Yeah, I never, did not read that close the first time I read it. Carborundum <laughs> matrix alloy, which is DR, DR1. Uh, and he has flight. Jeremy, overall thoughts? Is this guy good or is he trash? <laughs> good or trash. Uh, I don't That's only choices. I think he's obviously pretty good. Again, I don't like models that are slow. You think? Do we know if he's on a medium base or not? Is he... Yep, pretty sure he's on a small base yeah. on the picture I saw, but I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he's on medium. All right, let me pull it up. If he's on a medium, then slow isn't half as bad. But man, it's just small bases with slow is just awful. Yeah, I think I, I miss interpreted which base he was on i thought he was on the normal generic flat but i i think i see the uh the ramp on the back so yeah i'm pretty sure he's on a medium now that i look at that yeah that's okay i think i mean god help you if you're playing web warriors into him you're like oh jesus okay i gotta rethink this a little bit well don't forget he's got a range two place as well yeah no i think it's a medium you can see him next to the other characters it's the medium sorry i interrupted good that i i I don't have anything particular. I, I think he reminds me of a, he, he's kind of a mixed bag of things we already know is pretty good. Um, I don't see anything there that's crazy aside from like, like you were already saying, like he gets rid of stagger for free. He gets rid of uh, all those obnoxious things basically for free uh, and all the dudes he's using. But you know, it's like, what does the rest of his team look like? Kind of what does he bring? Cause usually when they have such cool powers and stuff, they don't necessarily bring such great models with them. We'll see. So if I take a look at him, uh, he's got Visions Builder with Shock, uh, which is not nothing. Uh, places himself and messes with the enemy. Uh, you put that on a 434 chassis, uh, and you automatically have a, a model who is at least good. Uh, the speed short makes him not great, uh, but I would be interested in playing him. How about that? I think he'll often get to propulsion thrusters, right? Because if he does his beam somewhere, and it's a range four beam, right? So if he starts his turn and beams once, then he's probably going to get to propulsion, propulsion thrusters. He almost, he almost like in that way, I think he'll often feel like a hit and run kind of model where he actually is he's mobile in the middle of his turn rather than at the beginning, at the end, unless he's, you know, has been hit or he's got power some other way. Um, I also love homing rockets. I know it's only five dice for a spender, but it only costs two. It's really far away. And the fact that it ignores everything means sometimes it's fantastic. It does a lot more damage than it should, especially with explosive. Um, the one thing that he notably is missing is that big knockout punch. He does not have, I'm going to spend a whole bunch of power to lay you down. And that is something that on a four cost character, I don't know where else that exists actually right now. Um, 
So one of the things I think is interesting about him is he feels kind of like we made the kind of the kingpin and and the the Iron Man, but I, unlike Iron Man, Iron Man could actually you know do a giant one on one hit KO if he's on his backside. Um, he this guy can't really. A Vision can do an amazing you know uh, one of the best uh, spenders in the game. This guy can't do that. So he feels to me more like a Star Lord actually, with uh, uh, you know a more aggressively costed. Um, Star Lord in terms of the way he's going to play, which is kind of on the back line, probably. Maybe he's a little bit more aggressive than Star Lord because he he can live a little bit longer in the front, but he he himself is not going to be doing a whole lot to use his power. The one thing that's I think is cool is that disruption field. Maybe he uses that a whole bunch. That's how he's going to be able to do a bunch is because um, he wants the enemy to be within three of him. So if he's up in the mix of things. Not like Star Lord would, you know, more like an Iron Man or uh, maybe a War Machine or a Vision. If he if he's in the middle, then he's constantly using Disruption Field, and maybe that's how he's, you know, spending all of his power. He's constantly getting with electrical blasts and overcharged capacitors. So um, it is cool to think that your opponent is constantly, you know, if you got, if they have cool wild effects and you don't want that to happen, you're like, well, just reroll all those wilds that you got. Um, you know, if they have cool effects that need crazy combinations like Doctor Strange or. Uh, uh, super giant. You're like, nope, reroll those things that made your combination work. So there are ways that Crimson Dynamo is going to be disruptive with his power, but it's not going to be removing characters from the field very quickly because he's, you know, he's going to be making more attacks maybe with his beam, but he's not going to be clocking people in the next week with big dice, like a lot of uh, uh, four costs do. Okay. Um, I'm not super high on this guy. I think he's okay. Uh, he's obviously a, a strong combination of Vision and Iron Man, but yeah, he—I think he's lacking some of the most important parts of both. Um, he doesn't have any board manipulation like they both have, zero, and he doesn't have the big heavy hitter. I think the the lack of any board control is really what's going to put him in a box. It's hard to justify the cost of a four point model that doesn't have the ability to change the board state. Mm-hmm. Um, he does generate power though which is cool i think that's gonna be the interesting point i really honestly wish that he was a 443 instead of a 434 because he could be amazing on pay to flip missions Mm -hmm. but having only a three energy defense makes it a lot more and only a speed short makes it really questionable if he can do like the crossing the bridge between two points and checking both um but yeah, I th- he feels like he's just going to kind of try and sit on a back point and then rocket people all day, which he can do. I just don't know if that's impacting enough for a four-pointer. If he has if he has three power, no, if he has four power, he definitely check both, right? Because he can check one, move twice, thrusters, and definitely reach his Yeah, stuff. but is that enough for a four-point model? No. I'm just saying. Because, like, Angela can just, Kenny. obviously Angela's a five-pointer, but she could just, like, check two of the, the front, the, the middle line points for, like, basically nothing and still have an action left and so it's costing him a whole lot to do that i don't know it's interesting uh i will say this do we know for sure that they only have one leader is there any chance there's a second leader in winter guard well uh we do know some things about winter guard we have not um apparently during uh will schick um was doing a, a painting commentary and people were asking just tons of questions about winter guard and so he was able to respond with some things he did not mention that any of the other characters have um, leadership, but he does mention um, some other things about the faction. For example, Red Guardian is going to be very defensive, kind of like what we expected. Uh, apparently, he's also going to have the ability to reduce enemy abilities. That's what he used, I guess, reduce, which I'm not sure what that means, like to make it like attacks, kind of like Loki, or literally make mm. them worse somehow. I'm not sure. 
Um, I would imagine it'd be kind of a tax. If he had the ability to turn off superpowers, that'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, Ursa Major, which is the bear, is going to be slow moving, very heavy hitter, what we expect. Um, apparently he can uh, take a lot of damage. Um, he's good at tanking. Uh, tanking is going to be obviously a theme, I think, of this list. It's going to be another Avengers type where they're expected to take a bunch of damage. Uh, Darkstar is more of a utility character, but has some damage potential as well. Um, so yeah, it looks like there's a bunch of... They're kind of just get in and take it. Their tactics cards are going to feel more like brute forcey, not like... Um, apparently not like Black Order or Brotherhood, but more about uh, staying, digging in, and being there and not falling down. Uh, you're definitely winning by being the last person standing, rather than uh, clocking everybody with big knockout punches. So, so infection indomitable, hoorah! Yeah, stuff like that. Um, I'm excited for Ursa Major. I uh, I really want another like Black Dwarf s character that's just a bully. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that there's the other characters are there's not going to be a lot of other characters affiliated with them. So if you were really excited about, for example, Coloss- Colossus is Russian, but they're not going to include him in the fashion necessarily just because he's Russian. Uh, there could be other. Uh, models included in the future but they're more like a splash fa- splash faction not to be you know like a 10 model deep roster like you see with some other factions um but yeah um so no we don't know if there's any other leaderships there they didn't mention it if there was there are a couple of new things speaking of uh things he mentioned uh at in mini extravaganza which uh got delayed and because of the delay they actually went ahead and put in some more stuff that was not originally planned to be in there so uh there is a new mini extravaganza schedule it did not change it's the same like everything looks the same except of course new days which july 14th through 16th but was originally scheduled is still there but the content is apparently different so there's going to be more stuff different stuff um than they were planning on releasing originally because they have more time and of course some things have now been spoiled so now they have other things they want to mention. So rather than just de- depleting the amount of content they were going to put in Extravaganza, they they uh, made up for it and perhaps even added more than they were planning on originally. I just realized I posted the calendar in the fucking events page. <laughs> I didn't notice I did that earlier. Yep. Oh, it's really... I thought it was really appropriate. That was perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I didn't respond. It is, in fact, an event. Yeah. It is an event. It happens on days. All right. So, hmm. Me personally. Do you think that they're. Go ahead. Do you think that they're trying to replace Black Order as the drop in play faction that that they used to be by releasing another, like, small group that likes to play in other people's affiliation lists? I wish that were true. I just don't think it is. I, I. I think, think it's that, just random coincidence that, that Black put, Order is on its way out when when Winter Guard's coming in. I don't know. I, I don't. Think I don't that's think Black true Order's on I don't out. think. I don't think the genie can ever be put back in the bottle on that one. Well, not Black Order isn't going to get played in general. Just like the three three character package that is oh. inserted into most competitive tournament rosters is that going to be replaced by Winter Guard? Do you think maybe they planned this like six months ago? They said, "All right, we're going to take away this option, but we're going to replace it with something else." I don't think so. I wouldn't give them that much credit. No. Okay. That's fair. I was just curious. No, I, I think, think this so. lined up. This lined up with uh, the Black Widow movie and all that. Um, I mean, I, I really think that that's what this is about. It lined up and it missed the mark because everything's fucked up because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I, I am a little bit excited to play Red Guardian. I, I think that was a cool character I saw in MCU. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Whatever yeah, you I got think, me. I think Ursa, Darkstar, and Red Guardian are all going to be, like, really popular with the with the consumer base because they're all really cool, interesting characters. I don't know if Crimson Dynamo is going to hit that mark. And the, the thing that really annoys me about him not having, like, a big nuke attack is, like, why doesn't he have, like, a capacitor discharge or something? Like, like some kind of, like, overload attack or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems, like, right up his alley. Yeah, well, I think... <laughs> not to be... Not to be you know mean but crimson dynamo was always just kind of a punk bitch like he was always somebody you know iron man backslapped okay. like every time i've ever seen him in a comic it was always in the first two panels of it where he's standing over crimson dynamo and then the plot starts because crimson dynamo he just be- <laughs> like he's on a cell phone call saying yeah but i just beat up crimson dynamo again what's what's actually going on like that's yeah i'm not kidding that's i think i have two different comics that start that way for iron man so okay the fact that he doesn't have a big big whammy doesn't surprise me but well, Jeremy, on reference to you saying that it was like it's just a pushback thing, I I think it was said by Schick on the painting stream at some point that originally Heimdall and um, Scourge were originally supposed to be in the original way with the other Avengers, but for some reason they huh. got pushed back. Really? And so I know that their release schedule is very fluid and has only become more so with the advent of COVID pandemics and you know international supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the I, Russian I, wave was scheduled for before the invasion uh, of Russia into Ukraine, and uh, and then they were like, "Oops, well, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. someone spoiled the the card pack." Uh, mm-hmm. There was there was some spoiling of them coming out months ago, and mm-hmm. we that happens nothing. That happens a lot. It's due to the Asmodee International websites. They upload the upcoming catalog to their retailer page, and then someone who has access to the retailer page spoils it. Fair you can enough. get access to that stuff. Super, like almost every time when they announce anything, I go to the Asmodee page for the retailers, and it's already posted. And so, like, we if someone's paying attention, you can get stuff a couple days early at minimum. I'm talking months. This was months. Ago. I know. No, the same thing happened with Enchantress and uh, okay, um, what's her name, Angela. Anyway, uh, so let's move on. Um, do we want to do? Yeah, let's go and do currently playing. Um, Jeremy, what are you playing currently? Um, currently playing COVID. Um, so last, same as last time. I'm I'm just excited at, to mess with Steve and Avengers and all the new models and um, just kind of I I never messed with them before. Um, so now getting everything cheaper and having a bunch of models that are all pretty good is really strange. Like I'm not having to polish any turds or anything. I'm like, just go get them, boys. So. That's what I'm did doing. you never did you never touch it before because it was always somebody else touching it? Is that the idea? Yes. Is there? Yep. Yeah. All right, Aaron, what are you working on? Uh, so since we uh, last spoke, I had played what Jeremy wants to play, uh, two games over on TTS. Uh, turns out they weren't quite my play style, so now I'm back to the drawing board. Um, probably looking at some sort of uh, criminal build uh, heading into the new TTS season. All right. When you say criminal, are you leaning towards one of the other kingpin, or what? What are you doing? So I'm leaning towards Shadowlands, and and stop me if I get too long-winded here. But um, actually, we're going to talk later on about like what we're excited to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, then I'll save it for then. Uh, so Shadowlands, okay. and I'll explain why later. Parker, I um, 
got to play a couple games with Black Order, and I purposely did not play Thanos, even though I put Thanos in the list, and I went ahead and put both stones on him. Uh, sorry, both stones in the list, so I didn't have any restricted cards. I only played with the Mind Stone on Thanos, made the normal Mind space, and then put Reality on Corvus Glaive, and I purposely both games played the Corvus leadership. So Corvus and Proxima were my eight pointer instead of Thanos being my eight pointer. Um, and it was a ton of fun. I had a lot of fun playing him. I was playing a, a new guy who's only played a couple games and I purposely played it because I didn't know any, hardly any of the characters. I don't, I think I played Corvus Glaive and Proxima once. I think I played Thanos once, uh, but all, everything else was new to me. And a lot of the cards that we're using were too, totally new. So we were, we were learning a bunch during our games and uh, the first game, it went definitely my way. Just attrition, was really favored me. He never got his, he was playing um, Midnight Suns and he never got his thing to start. His, it never showed up on the second game. His attrition showed up. And so we, it was really an attrition, you know, slugfest back and forth, but um, it is really cool to play four models and feel like I wasn't going to automatically lose. And that was really unusual because normally when I play four models in this game, I feel like I'm automatically going to lose. But those, the four in I'm talking about specifically are black swan um, with a power stone uh, Black Dwarf, Corvus with a Reality Stone, and Proxima—they just—they just refuse to die. <laughs> they are really—they—they yeah. they die very slowly, and they sell their lives dearly. None of them, none of them are weak on the a strike back. They can all just wreck. So it was really cool playing with no restricted cards and just playing whatever I you know wanted to with the characters and stuff. It was—it was fun. Yeah, it sounds like a, a fun bruisery list. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten to play a game since the spoilers came out, or the uh, the rotation was officially announced. Uh, I'm still planning on playing the uh, Convocation. Um, I've cut um, cut Juggernaut from the list, but I don't know who to replace him with. It's still kind of up in the air. I'm going to think about it some more tonight. Um, swapped out some tactics cards as well. Uh, I've I'm still not happy with how Magic's performing, and it's to the point now where I think it's affecting me putting her in squads, and so I should probably just go ahead and cut her, I think is the, the logic there. is uh, If I don't trust her to perform, then I'm never going to pick her over the other three-pointers, but maybe I can uh, just play knowing and force myself to play her and see if she does well, and maybe it's just it was a bad sample size. But every time I put her on the table, she seems to do nothing. Who are your yeah, I... Uh, go ahead. I said, who, who are your other three-pointers? Uh, I have Mordo, Clea, and Hood. So I think she performs a role there that is different than those three, at least. Because she's kind of like a melee version. And so like you could argue that Hood kind of fills that space, but he's not affiliated. I don't know. Yeah, I The problem is she, she has bad matchups on the table, right? Like if you put her against somebody who doesn't want to fight at close range, she's very limited. Every time I've ever, every time I played against her, I felt like she did almost nothing, and died, um, in various ways. It's not like I've always countered her with this great counter. I just I played various lists and people put her on the table all the time. And uh, her her card uh, through limbo didn't really impact the game, and herself didn't really impact the game. It was just fine, and I was not I was playing something that was better than fine, so she felt very inconsequential. I built, yeah. a, I built a convocation list uh, yesterday, and it did not have her in it because I don't think I want to play her. I, I, maybe she actually might work better in X-Men. I think she might actually work better there because uh, teleporting might be better with Storm, but that's just a thought. But now that Herbs is off the table, it really doesn't... I mean, her journey through Limbo is really, really cool at the right time, 
But now that herbs isn't a thing, like, really, it's not a have-to kind of thing. Yeah, I was using it to kind of bridge the gap between Strange having to scalpel people. And so I thought it was pretty good at that. Also, she can be really aggressive in the middle turns, like turn three, turn mm-hmm. four, where she can, uh, as soon as your opponent activates in Port Mile, she can double move, journey them, they get incinerated, and they're in a bad position, and they can't do anything about it immediately. And you might just end up sacrificing magic, but e- even if they daze her, then she's coming back hitting super hard on the backswing was the thought. It hasn't played out that way yet. She has- but it might be that I'm just not utilizing her correctly. She has the best builder in the game for a three threat. I think it's on you now. It's possible. You think you think it's better than X twenty three? I don't. I don't think it's better than X twenty three. In what way is it not better than X twenty three? It's the exact same, except it's Mystic instead of Physical. Mystic is worse than Physical, I think. Ooh. Mystic is better than Physical. It's worse than Energy by the math I've looked at. Mm. I concur with Brandon. Now there are times when you go against somebody who's got like innate mystic six and then yeah it's slightly worse but there's those that's a pretty obviously bad matchup you should try to avoid and i i actually wouldn't care so much about the type as it is the reroll i think the reroll means a lot i think the the fact that she gets reroll every time for free is is the reason why it's slightly better now oh sorry Um, the builder just the attack i think you're correct just the attack but on x23s x23 builder or magic's builder i think it's x23 but that's my personal opinion the reroll's nice, but Magic's getting a reroll a lot of the time too, from and, her from the convocation. And convocation, leadership. you're right. There it is. That is that should seem good then. So what what's wrong? Why why isn't she why isn't she wrecking face? A lot of people just kind of avoid her, so she kind of just stands on a point, and she's not ranged, and so she she has a four dice you know gainer that's energy, so it's fine. But then she's forced off of the objectives to do anything impactful. As we're like, Mordo or Clea can do stuff at range that's actually useful. Same with Hood. And so, I don't know. It just ends up being weird because she's not sturdy enough to put in the middle, but she's too fragile or she's too close range to sit on the end. And so, I don't She just ends up in a weird spot a lot of the time. That does and it might just be that she doesn't synergize with my list. It does. But make- I, th- I think I'm going to try her a couple more times. It does make sense because... You feel I feel totally fine putting X twenty three right in the middle of everything, especially if Honey Badger's there, because I feel mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to remove her before X twenty three does something awesome. That's well, that's a five point kit, and she's a three point mob. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a big difference. Well, I'm not saying X I, I don't Honey Badger can be there, but I don't think she has to be. I think she's going to do fine. Extreme, I think extreme. Uh, sorry, uh, exceptional healing is the thing that keeps her from getting one turned, and so it works pretty well. But again, I haven't played Magic, so maybe her teleport is just as good. So, Alrighty. Um, so let's go move us into our main topic. Uh, today we are talking about uh, what we are all excited to play first with the, uh, the new meta. Being that the cycle has happened and the new restricted list is out. Um, so Jeremy, what are you most excited to, uh, to try and build? Um, I think the most important thing of all of it is building lists now we can look at things and say uh field dressing is gone so what does that open up with building and what can you do and like where does the middle of the game look like now instead of the middle of the game being i downed an important model and it just stands right back up full of power and blows you apart um so with that said i'm excited about all all things like i think everything is interesting now like i feel like it opens all doors it it makes um Midnight Suns look attractive again. 
because I mean they can get to you. They don't. They can actually kill things and they'll stay down. The healing isn't where it used to be. Um, sacrifice is a card that you may or may not take, being that it's restricted. There's just all kinds of things with attrition that are available. Um, and I'm not going to pin anything down right now. Um, I'm just not there yet. I'm just excited about everything. That's really where I'm at. Okay. So I was kind of on Jeremy's same wavelength in terms of uh, excited about everything. Uh, that was a little bit of a problem for me, though. So I went to uh, <laughs> take my seven days before I have to submit a TTS roster, playing in the, my, uh, the season for the first time. Uh, and I had lots of lots of great ideas about what could work, right? Tallists are great. Oh, tallists are bad. Uh, play wide. Play healing factor, people. Uh, play control. Oh, attrition's the new thing. Uh, bottom line is, no one knows right now. Uh, there are mm-hmm. a thousand different things that could be great. Um, like there is no meta uh, or defined meta, if you will, right now. Uh, so uh, my competitive playstyle up till now has been very uh, control esque, uh, kingpin criminals in particular, uh, with a uh, Shadowlands splash uh, based on the matchup and crisis selection. Uh, so that's what I was familiar with. So I played two games of Steve Avengers uh, and did not go well. Uh, that does not mean Steve Avengers aren't good, and I have played them before as a more uh, control list. Uh, I wanted to try them out with Strange and Heimdall. just didn't work out for me. Uh, so rather than pick something that I might be interested in, have a bad experience, and not know whether that experience is because I am playing them poorly, or the meta completely changed, and I have no idea, I didn't want to pin my losses and poor play on something new. Uh, so I decided to go back and continue to play Criminals, probably prioritizing Shadowlands, uh, and just see how they play, because they're a known factor. So I stepped out in this new world after Angie launched their update, and was just blown away with all the possibilities, and then got scared, and retreated back into my happy place <laughs> and my criminals. <laughs> That's really what happened. Uh, you, so, basically, you came out of your shell, and you were super excited, and then the sun was hot and brutal, and so <laughs> you went back into the shell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I love the world we're living in, uh, and I want to experience it through what my opponents are playing. And I'm sure I'll come up with a lot of other fun lists in the next two months. But for now, uh, it'll be some version of Criminals uh, taking forward. Is this a list due? Uh, on Friday, in two days. Okay. It's like, what a brave new world other people will experience. Instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll only be until he goes 0-2, and, and then he can play whatever he wants. Yeah. What do you mean, oh, and two, and play whatever you want? Don't you have to stick the Once same list? Once you've got two losses, your list is unlocked. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. It might be three losses, but yes, once you hit a certain level, uh, would, yeah. you can do anything. Once you're out of the running, they let you do whatever you want. That's kind of fun. You, you enter the casual bracket. Yeah. Basically, a schedule, it's functionally like a scheduled, like an arranged cast play. I get it. I get it. It's cool. That's a cool feature. I like that. Um, I actually was... Um, I was eyeballing Black Order, uh, even though I played them. You know, I talked about how I played them. Um, I wanted to see how much really having stones in there was actually going to affect people like Thanos, and I don't actually think it affects them very much because of the leveling you guys are talking about. I think anybody, I, you know, people are like, oh, cool, you know, Reality Stone was hit, so and um, uh, you know, Space Stone was hit, so. 
we're not going to see uh, Thanos and Corvus Glaive. And I think that's absolutely true. People overreact to nerfs. They see nerfs and they go, oh, man, it's got to be bad now because they nerfed it. There's got to be things that are better and higher on the curve. And I still think it's actually not true. I, I was looking at the game going, is there anything better than Thanos with this, uh, with the Space Stone and Corvus Glaive with the Reality Stone? Is there any one of the cards I have left that are going to be better than that? And... I absolutely would have said that in another faction. So dropping them in as a splash doesn't work. But then, of course, they gave them like five new tactics cards, and they're pretty good. And they they had old ones that nobody played because they were always a splash faction. Um, and so I was like, well, let's take all these old tactics cards that said Black Order on them and dust them off and see what happens and put them with these new cool characters like Supergiant and Black Swan and see what happens. And so... I feel like they don't miss a beat as their own faction right now. So what I'm excited to do is Black Order. The thing I don't know what to do with them is with what. I have no idea what goes in as the last three models. I think they work great as a package. I'm still trying to figure out if Black Swan should have a Power Stone. Um, I think maybe she shouldn't, actually. Uh, maybe she does better with Power Stone in other factions. But with Corvus Glaive's leadership... Um, she always had power. I don't know if she ever actually needs, you know, two extra power a turn. I don't think you she played does. her with the stone, though, right? I played her with the stone, and did you feel like she had an like an excessive abundance? No, she <clears throat> actually that's true. She spent it all. Like she always was spending down yeah. to zero. So, um, I, I also I only had two games with her, and I don't think they're a great sample size because in both of them. She just, her I-beam, she did so many I-beams between like her regular <laughs> attack and her spender. She was constantly using her spender. And her spender was clocking people before she could I-beam them. And so she was just knocking them down um, or throwing them and doing the one last damage or whatever. So that, yeah. so the, the just her attack killed them. Or she was constantly charging and I-beaming and doing no damage. I just randomly rolled zero hits on like four I-beams over the course of those games. Now, it was causing incinerate because you don't have to do damage for it. So it did do something. But um, I, I was constantly spending her power on things like her spenders and uh, but and charging. And I don't think I needed to. I actually think I just needed to charge into her basic attack a bunch. And then she could have had plenty of pl uh, power. Uh, the fact that she can move Black Dwarf is awesome because Black Dwarf... Um, can be out of position he can be or be made to be out of position and when you want him there he just all of a sudden is which is amazing i it was a his big ass base she had such a huge realm where she could be actively participating and you wanted to wail on her but black dwarf was right there taking the hits and then you know swinging back like a mac truck anyway i've talked a lot about him but i think black uh, the other thing about black order is they are the natural predator for both shadowlands i think and um, uh, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. And I think people are going to gravitate towards Shadowland and S.H.I.E.L.D. because Daredevil and Fury are so pushed. And I think both of those factions are are designed to be fed upon by Black Order. Either Corvus or Thanos. Both of them do well. So I'm really, so I'm really I, excited to see that. I, I don't really think that's true, though. I think Black Order might be good into Shadowlands, but I think they're, they're bad into S.H.I.E.L.D. Because if basically Nick Fury is going to get the same victory points that Thanos is getting off the grunt. So the grunt is a net neutral. Cause if, if the black order goes ahead with, by getting that point shield is just leapfrogging ahead as well. Oh, I, I, I think it's actually not Thanos. I think it's actually Corvus Glaive that probably gets the most benefit from it. Do you think just having power makes up for the, the victory point deficit? Um, 
Yeah, because you, it just becomes even, right? I think from what I've played with with Fury show so far, and maybe somebody can play them totally differently, but their in-faction models are all kind of attrition-heavy. None of them have fantastic scenario play. Um, they don't throw. Like, as a faction, they just can't, unless you're playing She-Hulk. And if you're playing She-Hulk against my Black Order, I feel great, because wailing on She-Hulk just sounds sounds fantastic. Um, yeah. So... So since they have a lot of three-pointers and none of them control me, Black Order just gets to sit there and wail on them, and Black Order out uh, out attrition's their, that attrition list. I think the strength of shields, after playing them a bunch, is actually focusing on the attrition and letting the the um, the credible power of the that dumbass uh, uh, leadership to get you victory points and keep you in the game while you're focusing on attrition and losing in the, in the, in the rest of in the, the victory point race. And then also your grunt is just doing really dumb things by functionally hoarding one, one uh, point and never letting your opponent have it easily either by Nick fear picks it up and then relocates or it, you know, he, the, the little grunt has it himself and then you can never functionally get it from them unless you have a really strange list. Um, Thanos is one of those models that can actually grab the grunt and bring it to him so far that it doesn't matter that he can place it, uh, that the shield player can place it after I kill him. It's too far away from you. So Thanos actually has some play against the grunt. And if you don't do it that way, you could do Corvus Glaive and just if you if you get a you know mosh pit in the middle or a big attrition fight that that shield usually feels good about, um, I think Black Order out attritions them. I think they do. I don't know how it would actually go down in a fight. I think it would be close, uh, but I think Black Order has a slight advantage. Okay. I'd like to see that. I think it's what you're describing is probably more true after the cycling than it was before. Yes. Um, but even without herbs, I think it's still kind of uphill because they get such an early game advantage. But I'd like to see it played out. Yeah. I don't. I, I also want to say a, a hot take. I don't think they're done with Thanos yet. Think, yeah, that's true. I, 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 think I would he's... like to see. I want to see if there's anything we haven't seen yet, and I'm I know there's there's news coming, but I don't know if there, we're done seeing updates yet. And I really hope we're not, because I want to see Voodoo and Black Hat get their fucking comeuppance as well. Yeah, I think that's coming. I think that the world we live in, like one of the best ways to stop Corvus from murdering your whole army, is fucking field dressing, and that's gone. So that really hurts. Yeah, Black Order, I, I will say, Corvus Glaive led Black Order with a, in a world without field dressing and medpack. All my damage was just sticking to him. And they were just going down. And I was not, because I have, so, like, Black Swan turns wilds to blanks, and Corvus has the reality gem plus DR, and Black Dwarf and uh, has DR and deep health, and Proxima Midnight has martial discipline and DR. So, like, I, I was losing, sorry, martial prowess. I was losing health much slower than my opponent was. Um, and they had no, they had no get out of jail free cards. Um, but shield does have one. So that's not nothing. Shield kind of has two. So that's probably not nothing. Actually. The fact that they do have, they are, they have those great, you know, uh, uh, tactics cards that help them with attrition so much. So. So you're describing the great debate in the MCP universe right now. Uh, I think I've actually come down on the opposite side, which is the models who benefit the least from these changes are those with, uh, higher health pools and DR. Um, Magneto, Corvus, Iron Man, take your pick. The people who you love to med pack before, right? So killing an 11 health Thanos 
was a lot harder than killing an 8 health Thanos. I think Thanos dies easier now. Corvus dies easier. So Yeah, that's probably true. You're right. It, it's all The damage that they do is going to stick, but the people for whom the damage was harder to get on benefited the most from health. Like, three health on Thanos was worth more than three health on a character without his uh, invulnerability. I think everyone would have to agree that there's less margin for error now. Like, the people that Thanos and Corvus are attacking are kind of just like faceless people in the crowd because they're trying to kill everyone. But everyone is trying to <laughs> yeah. kill them. And that is very important when you can't make your most important piece live much longer. I think that is definitely going to be more impactful. I I still think. Go ahead. Uh, I still think that the lists that were most impacted were the lists I was playing, like with Kingpin. If you weren't trying to do damage, if all you were trying to do was live, uh, I don't think the game supports that style anymore. So you can't just take Black Order on the chin with Shield and hope to live long enough to win the game. Uh, you've got to be able to daze them uh, in a sort of an attrition-based fight. Now, you can bring some control, and you can throw people off points. You can still win a scenario. Control is still strong. But survival is no longer a path to victory, I don't think. Yeah. If that is, in fact, true, bravo. Like, that is exactly where the game should be. Well, the problem with, like, we're talking about generic models that get played now, and people were already positioning for field dressing, and people positioning for field dressing are also going to be positioned for patch-up. So you're just going to have to be more proactive about getting your health pools back. Because, like, it's not going to be impossible for, like, Proxima or Corvus to walk up to Thanos and say, heal five, bro, and now you're back in the same position you were in before. But you're not going to have patch-up and both the stones you wanted. And so that's that's where the restricted list comes becomes most impactful. I, and as far as the shield versus black order matchup specifically, if you're building an attrition based shield list, you only need what two shield models to make that list because you've got the initiative card. Kind of yeah, because the initiative doesn't give you; it just gives you it just just gives you shield for the other it gives cards. You the shield keyword after list selection. Yeah, though. after. So it does okay. yeah. So yeah, you do still need three shield members. Right. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't um I I, th- I actually stopped running it because even on you think like really cool characters that would want to like Modoc or somebody like that that would want access to it. It wasn't it didn't work. Like you're spending one tactics card does not okay. just so you can use the other tactics cards <laughs> wasn't good enough. Okay. I um, I will say this though, um, as even though I like Black Order, I th- I'm I'm having fun exploring them now. As soon as my Shadowlands model gets back from my painter, I'm going to be playing that, because now that people can't make the li- game longer, I I'm just going to be playing that Shadowlands list I played you know several several almost like two months ago, but I'm waiting for my models, and we're going to be just shooting lots of bullets. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, uh, what I'm excited to play, I'm not really excited to build new lists. I'm having a lot of fun with the convocation still, and so I'm excited to see how the list evolves with the new meta. Um, I think convocation are still in a pretty good spot, because they didn't rely too heavily on those specific cards. I've been playing without field dressing for a month now, so I'm excited that nobody else will be allowed to use field dressing against me. (laughs) You know what I'm most excited for? is the Hulk and She-Hulk cannot be field-dressed. That Those are the two models that I hate. That was definitely, like, the biggest kick in the junk. It was just like, oh, Hulk has one hit point, and I have priority. Oh, you suck, idiot. I'm going to kill your Hulk. He's like, he gave the day's token. And you're like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, he goes last and kills a bunch of people and lives the next turn. Oh, it was so dumb. 
I am so I am so excited. And point of fact, you talk about like models that were hit really hard. I think those two models may have been hit the hardest. I know there are lots of people that could say otherwise, and I, I would probably agree with them. But I think A Force became a lot worse without field dressing, like a lot, lot worse. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. I feel like they did. Well, again, like we were talking about earlier, models that are you know tent poles for their affiliations or lists or squads in general are much weaker now because you have less resources to pour into keeping them alive. Mm-hmm. And so anytime you can make their immortal mortal, their immortal models mortal again, it's a huge swing in the way the game plays. I, I was another th- a faction kind of like Jeremy's where he said he, he hasn't been playing cause everybody else has been playing it is I actually looked at brotherhood again after our conversation about uh, what um, mystique can do. Because if you don't always want to run Magneto, if Magneto is not always the answer, because if you see like a really heavy attrition list, maybe Magneto is too fragile. Um, but if you see something like a control list, you can drop him and try to eat the world because uh, they can't live a long time. But Mystique and go wide in Brotherhood could be really cool, too, against somebody who's going to try to attrition you. And maybe they just can't get through all the models before you win. I don't know. Um, I don't know that they outscore you effectively, but if they're doing a really narrow list, it's definitely possible. I, I think Wide Brotherhood is perfectly fine. Um, they're just not as good as like Wide Web Warriors or Wide Criminals or anything like that. So right. if you're trying to be really aggressive on scenario play, that that's a bit rough. But they're, they are good at playing Wide. Right. So if all you're worried about quantity is they do it just fine. Well, I mean, it's the Brotherhood... I, I was thinking like a, a... I think Brotherhood might be interesting because it has... Um, the variability, the, the models are so like the the the, the strategies feel so wide with them, right? They feel like the yeah. we just said the word wide like eight times, but I mean like yeah. there's lots of different ways you can take the same models when you put them down on the table. You could be like, okay, well this list is going to be four, you know, four models that are all really big and super efficient at killing yours. I'm going to go pretty stack up pretty tall. Or this game, I'm going to play six models that all do this individual job really w- very well. And if I, as long as I apply each one to their little th- puzzle piece, they fit in, they're all going to, they're gonna, all the pieces, you know, dominoes are going to fall for me. It's Versatile it's cool. strategy defines them very well. Mm-hmm. And they also have a shit ton of specific character cards, which are really good. Yeah, yeah. So they could care less. Brotherhood's got the mm. deepest roster of car- of cards of any affiliate. Yeah, I I I built a roster with seven characters, and just to, I was like, let's get started to see what I do. Seven characters, and then I put seven tactics. I put I, put, I was like, let me just put the tactics cards that I could take, and I had eleven before I put in a generic one with seven characters. I was like, okay, huh? <laughs> well, the Brotherhood list I took to Adepticon had seven character only cards in it. Yeah. I think I ended up with five character cards and two Brotherhood cards, and then then I kept list building. But I was, yeah, I was like man, that's pretty pretty cool problem to have. Once Rogue was released, I mean, Brotherhood became a complete faction. I mean, everything else yeah. fell into place. I mean, you had Avengers, which was complete. You now have Brotherhood that's complete. No one's going to argue that they don't have the tools. I mean, they're mm-hmm. just solid. The problem I ran into is the only thing they tend to be the best at is like the go tall run down the middle list. And so anytime you're forced out of that plan, you always feel like you're on the back foot, which is probably important that they do feel that way. Because if they were if they were able to do both styles and be the best at it, that'd be a real problem. Um, But yeah, I felt like I kept running into like Sam Spam and uh, criminals and they just didn't have an answer for those two things. Mm hmm. But the meta is very different now than it was then. I think my final thing like that's guiding me right now is before I was attrition leaning, but I wanted an answer for a scenario. Now I'm just attrition. I just want to just kill them. 
I just want to see if that if that's good enough without the ability because when my opponent can't med pack to take their you know their model out of the danger zone or now that they can't feel dressed to just bring them back and make their super awesome model wreck my list I just want to see what see how hard I can attrition if I stick with Shadowlands as my primary this will be the first time in my MCP uh, career that I will have ever focused on attrition versus anything else embracing the dark welcome, side welcome to the, I was about to say welcome <laughs> to the dark side yeah. it's fun here we have pretzels I like it <laughs> yeah I just want the salt for my opponent's tears. Yeah, that's what we use for the pretzels. <laughs> okay, great. <Yeah. laughs> if given enough time, everyone chooses violence. <laughs> All right, Parker, do you want to do a comic corner for us? You have one written down here. Oh, yeah. So I have actually been uh, in my hi- hiatus, forced hiatus. I have been reading a ton of comics. Uh, so my comic corners are stacked, juiced, to the gills and the one i wanted to mention was uh the the newest run of the hulk called the immortal hulk um i, I don't want to kind of point out one particular issue or one graphic novel i think you can just kind of start at the beginning of the run because it's just a super awesome concept um al al ewing is currently the guy who's writing it and there's a bunch of different uh, uh artists are contributing to it but Al Ewing is writing this big arc, um, basically answering the question of uh, why is it that the Hulk and Bruce Banner specifically has been killed so many times and pretty much everyone who has gamma radiation has been killed a bunch of times. And every time they come back, not only do they you know invariably get resurrected, but they all come back a little bit different than they did before. After they experience this trauma, they always seem to come back radically different. And it used to be explained by, well, Bruce Banner... You know, we thought the Hulk was just like his, you know, his inner uh, demon or maybe his the fact that he is so puny and it kind of comes out as this dumb brute as opposed to the smart weakling. It was just kind of the opposite. But then he comes back as a gangster and then he comes back as a super smart guy. Then he comes back as someone who's very clever and uh, very wily, but obviously not Bruce Banner or Joe Fixit or the original brute. So. Why? So does he have multiple personality disorder? And that's always been kind of the way it's been written for a long time. Then Al Ewing gets a hold of this issue um, for the Immortal Hulk. And he says, what if instead of these things just being multiple personality disorder, what if this is actually a, a, a factor of being irradiated? Gamma radiation is in its incredible intensity. Not only, um, you know, it bends space and time, but it actually has paranormal effects even. And that... Uh, the Hulk didn't inherit just gamma radiation. He also inherited this this ability to functionally never die. But when you die, um, you go to this afterlife that only gamma irradiated creatures can inhabit. And it's um, if you can walk back through what's called your green door. And each gamma radiated individual has their own green door. And when they come back, they always come back a little bit different because they, they bring something with them or they learn something in that 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 paranormal realm that only gamma creatures can inhabit when they die. Um, but they're unaware of it. When they pass through the green door, they forget about it. But they do bring something with them. So basically it explores this idea that, that gamma radiation is not just sci-fi, it's also fantasy. And um, the Hulk... And the whole Hulk family is learning about the the red doors and what this means to be truly immortal. The gamma creatures can't die. Um, So, and all of them, of course, dealing with the ramifications of that. Also, Al Ewing is very much a horror writer. 
he writes in very much a horror genre. So the Hulk you see in this, he doesn't when he transforms, for example, the the artistry is really cool. He doesn't just like go from little guy to big guy, just bulk up like bloom, 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 like Mario. He actually like is a very grotesque thing where his bones are breaking and arms are coming out of places where there aren't arms and like several times like he kind of like he splits Banner open like like a like Banner is a like a, a skin that Hulk is inside and bear just kind a of explodes pinata. and Hulk comes out. Yeah. It's like a pinata or a nesting doll, a grotesque nesting doll. And so he really goes into the super grotesque. So if you, if you like the Hulk, uh, but you wanted to see it taken a different direction, or if you like really, if you like the grotesque, if you like horror kind of as a genre, um, there's a lot of psycho suspense in it as well. It's really interesting. It is a totally different Marvel comic than I think I've ever read. I don't particularly like the genre choices that he's making because I'm not a big horror or grotesque fan, but I am glued to it because of how different it is and how unusual it is for the Marvel uh, universe. And so really cool stuff about Banner, his extended family, Gamma, and you know, creatures in general and, it even goes into like super cool sci-fi about the end of the universe, right? So like if if the Hulk truly is immortal, what does that mean for the Hulk if he lives forever? Um, what happens at the heat death of the universe? Whether there's still a Hulk? Is what what is the Hulk doing then? It answers all kind of interesting questions. It's cool stuff. Okay, cool. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Is there anything that's been uh, riding around in your heads before we end the show? Uh, I just want to know something. Is part of my punishment from not being here in the last episode that I don't know what's going to happen to me? Because that is much worse <laughs> than any you. actual debate. I really don't like that you haven't decided yet. If you did decide that part of the punishment was not telling me what was going to happen, if that's what you decided, that was Machiavellian and genius. So I suppose the last thing I wanted to say was, uh, well done. Because the fact that you didn't tell me today is much worse than anything you could have done. Just so you know. Well done. <laughs> well, I mean, if if the plan was to not tell you, you know I couldn't tell you that we planned to not tell you. I understand that. I'm just okay. I just want all of our listeners to know how much I respect your your uh, mind games and uh, I'm, right. I'm not going to sleep as well. <laughs> Jeremy, do you remember what his last punishment was? Oh, it was it was a lot. I don't remember. It was a good one. It was a lot. I remember it was a silly amount. I'd say we go to the tapes, but there are a lot of tapes now. What are like 80 There's tapes a lot of ta- I'm not listening to 80 episodes to figure out how many. I mean, we'll just round it out to a thousand. Well, I thought, top. I thought it was obvious. Kind of like when uh, I'll be at work and mm-hmm. my day cook is wondering why there's another day cook working with them. And I'm like, hey. Will you please train so and so? Because you know, I just I'm I'm just trying to get someone trained, and then I fire like, the other no, guy. No, you tried to replace me. <laughs> yes. So I didn't know it. Was, I I thought it was obvious just what was going on, but we'll just yeah, leave it I at that. If, we'll uh, just leave it at that. Yeah. Maybe we should let maybe we should let Aaron decide. Maybe Aaron is is the voice. Maybe he. You guys can't seem to come to consensus. Don't you try and bring normal common sense rationale into this conversation. I'm just saying he the, doesn't seem to have an opinion on it, and I think he should. He's a member of the podcast, right? Is this is this is this? Did he sign the paper? The, the fact that he's he not as someone who hates you means that he should not make this decision. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Hold on. So you're saying that the fact that we've got Aaron on the cast now and he has no bones to pick with me is just too destabilizing yeah. to deal with? You can't That's manage like, it? 
It's like if you've got a death row inmate and you're like, and you just walk up to a person and go, should we kill this person? You'd be like, they'd be like, no, like, obviously. But like, that's that's not the situation we're in. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a lot of history here. You, you so you think, you think me missing a podcast is kind of like capital punishment? <laughs> you think yes. the crime I committed is kind of like if, you know, I committed a capital crime, you know, and somebody with, you know... Some amount of common sense might not want to kill me. <laughs> I'm just saying someone without all the facts and knowledge. Oh, right. Around the you. facts and knowledge that someone would need to kill someone else. Okay, got it. Oh, I just want to make sure just we're on the, the record. Same if somebody ever asks me that in a crowd, you're not going to like the answer. Yeah, don't ask Brandon anything like that. Brandon, I would never, ever ever let you answer like one of those like random reporter walk-ups when people they walk up they're like hey would you like to tell me something about u.s geography i'd be like no walk away from <laughs> this man this don't person. walk away from this man he will <laughs> not be a good test for you you will not enjoy this he's a bad control group <laughs> he, he is not your king walk away <laughs> you will not enjoy this well, I can definitely say that I'm excited for all the upcoming events in the Midwest. I'm going to try and travel to as many of them as possible. Um, for example, I'm going to uh, Melia Shiloh, which is on the 23rd of July. I'm pretty excited for that one. And then the following week, uh, pretty much all of us but Parker are going to the um, all-new, all-different tournament in Omaha. So, and then it's just going to keep rolling out after that, I think. Oh, we have a, that's true, we have a tournament this Saturday at the Geekery, so if you're local and listening, we have a tournament this Saturday. It's a warm-up tournament for the Show Me Showdown, which is the following week. Um, so if it's a warm-up for the 8th, does that mean we can play Heimdall early? Uh, no. Oh, so not quite a warm-up. Well, it is a warm-up. When does Heimdall come out? not be able to play Heimdall either. Hmm. I'm just saying Heimdall will be legal for the Show Me Showdown. On the eighth. He will be legal, but how are you going to get one? I'm going to lose all of the Heimdalls. <laughs> Fair enough. We should all just take a moment and and just recognize how good we have it right now. Like, right now. This game is so awesome, and we don't have to play with Heimdall yet. It's so great. <laughs> and then the Heimdall is going to come out, and it's going to ruin the game. Wow. I don't think he is. He's that not. Is, that is hardcore doomsaying. Yeah. I, I don't want to play Steve Avengers with Heimdall at half the tournaments. It's just going to be so frustrating. So what I'm excited for right now is no more new releases. Like, I know there was a dearth of releases for a while, but now I look at the release schedule, and I don't know how much time I'm going to have left to, like, paint every single model coming out. And I'm retired. I mean, come on. How about, like, three boxes a month for the next six months and call it good, instead of the 40 or so that are right now planned? Um... Say three a month. Let's see, we've got six months left this year. 18 boxes? I think that sounds about right. I think that's what we'll get. I don't think it'll come at three a month. We'll get one month with five and one month with zero and one month with four. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, obviously, in two weeks when uh, Mini Extravaganza happens, that will that will tell us what we want to know, but not much we can do till then. Right. I just think there needs to be some time for people to, to play with the new models before newer, newer stuff comes out. Um... Yeah, I generally think their release schedule was a bit aggressive, um, but the last year has been much more mellow because I don't know if it's because of COVID or because of other issues, but it seems to have slowed down to a reasonable pace now, and I'm happy with where it's at. If anything, I think it should slow down just a little bit more. 
Because yeah. yeah, I like to I like to really let things mature, and if you're constantly dumping new shit on it, it's too much, and you never it never settles. And I like it to settle a little bit. Right. I mean, the next three weeks have you know the Asgard followed by uh, what's his name Malekith followed by Winterguard followed by Shield and Hydra, and that's just three months of what you thought you had a meta. Let's just add some new ingredients and stir it all up. Yeah. Has every, yeah, I think not every release has done that to the meta, right? Some releases have done jack and shit, right? Yeah, like remember Inhumans? Nobody does. <laughs> Whoa. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't care was, that he said he was sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who did? Oh, Blackwell did. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't need a static meta for a year. Like that's not what I'm trying to say. Right. I, yeah. I think Brandon, you and I are on the same page. Let, let, let it percolate a little bit. Find yeah. some. Find some good strategies, and once it starts to, to set, just like a good gelatin, and then, then yeah. you mix it up again. Yeah. It's like, there's War Machine this year, and then there's War Machine, like, two years ago, when they were releasing every fucking thing they could put their hands on, and now they just, like, I don't know, I think they're bankrupt, I can't remember what happened. <laughs> Aaron, what happened? Are they still a company? Yeah, they're still releasing. There's going to be a huge announcement here the next month or so. Has anything come out this year for War Machine? No. It's been, what, like a full calendar year now, right? Without a release? Uh, for War Machine proper or for the Riot for Quest War models? Ma- not Riot in. Quest yet. Um, sounds about right. Yeah. I don't want that. I just want, like, you know, nice, reasonable... Honestly, one box set a month is probably where I think we need to get to in the next year or two. And any more than that, I think you're just drowning people in releases. There's gonna be two... It's going to be, like, severe model bloat, I feel like. But we'll see. Maybe I'm crazy. I mean, I prefer like three boxes in one month and then nothing and then three the next. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with averaging you. 12 to 20 boxes in a year, I think is pretty happy. Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. But if they go too slow, then, you know, they, you know, they're losing out on revenue. So I get it. All right. Here, help me out. Who should I add to this stupid fucking roster? Hold on. Are we still, we, we, did we, did we, is this now other ramble? Is that what we're on right now? This is the post ramble. Okay. Got it. Go for it. All right. So, obviously, Doc Voodoo is going to get banned, so I'm not going to be able to play him. <laughs> so, assuming I have to replace Voodoo... No, He's not. Yeah, so I have Sorcerer Supreme, Ebony Maw, Doc Voodoo, Blade, Baron Mordo, Clea, Magic, Hood, and Wong. Mysterio. It's a three-pointer. I think it's good enough. I don't hate Mysterio, uh, but you'd be trading one of my more mobile three-pointers for the least mobile three-pointer. Are you always playing Maw? Instead of Juggernaut? Uh, yes. I was never playing Juggernaut outside of Herbs. I played him in, like, one or two games. I did not like how it felt. There was very little synergy. He's a good model, but Ebony Maw has synergy where Juggernaut does not. If that was what I wanted, is just a fast elite model, I would take uh, Ghost Rider. Which I considered adding. I think Juggernaut stock goes up so much with Indominal going restricted. You can win games on that. That's not a terrible argument. And the fact that he gives a lot of mobility to do the scenario stuff that Convocation has trouble with so that your other team can fight, and he's got five Mystics, so he still benefits on Book's turn. I think he synergizes really well. He just costs a lot. But if my opponent is running a model that moves short and they don't don't bring Indomitable, like, oh my god, yeah, I'll slot Juggernaut in, and in turn two, that bitch is on the far side of the, the table. Yeah. I don't know. It feels not worth it to me, but I, I see that argument. It makes sense. But if you don't like it, don't do it. Um, you still have Blade, right? Yeah, I still have Blade. 
So fives are Strange and Maw, fours are Voodoo and Blade, threes are Mordo, Clea, Magic, Hood, and twos are just Wong. I was thinking about adding a second two for a while because I like taking Wong so much. I'm really hesitant to take him out in some lists. Um, but I just need to be less afraid to cut him for a four-pointer. Because obviously Blade and Mordo are both very good. I also thought about adding Enchantress, so I had another four-point option. And just leaving Magic. Enchantress is a really strong idea. I like that one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the problem is trying to justify Enchantress over Voodoo. Um, it's pretty easy. Not easy. It's fine if the, if you're not running a single extract mission. I think yeah. Voodoo's stock goes down to where he's solid, but not an auto-take. You think Voodoo's stronger in single extracts? Yes. I thought Enchantress would be stronger in a single extract. So, Enchantress's problem is it costs an action. And she yeah. can't move herself. So all she can do is move once, bow them towards her, if they're in range. If not, she moves twice, bow, uh, and steals. Or sorry, she can't move twice. She moves, bows, steals. And she's sitting there in the middle yeah. of their army. Voodoo, at range, says, just drop it now. Sure, he does it from further away, but he can't necessarily pick it up um, at that set, said long range. He certainly does it from further. He, How much does her steal cost? Is it two or three? I think it's, I think three. it's three. It is three. Oh, no. Yeah, it's three. I didn't, realize, I didn't remember she had six fucking superpowers. Jeez. So a lot of it comes down to if you're going to think you're going to get more uh, use out of her bow. If you do, yeah. then I think she's a lot stronger than Voodoo in most situations. I really like that she has the uh, the has to spend power to attack me thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that a lot. It's not as good as Maw's because he he has she has two energy defense as well and doesn't get to dodge. Um. Hmm. What are your restricted cards? Are you using Brace? Yes. Brace patch-up, I believe. As I say, I still like Mysterio because I think his card is fantastic as well. Mm. Yeah, it's good. I don't know that he gets the power to play it very early, so it's kind of late. Yeah, Brace, patch-up, bar with no doors, playing a pull dock, ironbound books, shush, hood's gang, journey, mm. and I took out do you know who I am for the books of Cagliostro? And then I have Escort to Safety I added in as well. Mm. Because of uh, my other restricted card I had to drop was Indomitable. Well, that should be fallback. That's okay. I just put it in. <laughs> and I wasn't really thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I personally shit. am not a huge fan of fallback. I think Escort Safety is really good. Because the positioning I generally have in this list is really indicative of playing it. Fair enough. Um, not to mention, like, everyone's still running Helios Laser, and Escort Safety can stop that. Uh, yeah, one of the few things. Uh, you also have so many good Convocation cards, you don't need a whole lot of unaffiliated. Right. Yeah, it's never going to make the cut outside of, like, I know he's playing Helios, and the train supports me playing it. Because I know you're going to get somebody eventually if you try to play for it, because you'll just put your character on top of, a like, a, a line-of-sight-blocking piece of train, and they're like, oh, Helios, that guy. I'm like, yoink, never mind. And like, they just waste 18 power or something. So does that tell you to put a Koye in? You wanted, um, you wanted another two. I thought about another two, but I think because my fours are so strong, I'm just, t- I'm just trying to take Wong. I don't need to be trying to take Wong. So I think that's a problem. I think it's holding me back. Well, in certain matchups, he's great, right? Who else in the game can Wong run stagger? Good. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. He I, he's such a good two pointer in this list. It's insane. Yep. Uh, it's just that I it, much like Rocket, sometimes not taking Rocket is the right call. Yeah, everything's matchup dependent. So, do you think I need another five pointer so that I'm not taking Ebony Maw when I want a second five pointer? Where's my weakness? Because I have four threes, I have two fours, one two, two fives. What have you lost to? Um, I lost to your Guardians list. I I think that's the only game I've lost with this list. Okay, so what could you have? I think your lessons learned from that were more on positioning as opposed to the yeah, roster that, construction. Yeah, my game plan was my game plan was poor there. But again, that's why that game is one of the reasons I've thought about take, taking Magic out because she didn't really ever have a good opportunity to, to do anything. Right, but one game is still such a very small sample size for character performance. Uh, yeah, I think I've played her three times now, and she had very similar uh, performances in all three games, and it was almost always like can I abandon this point to be aggressive? And the smart player in me says, no, I can't. So she never does anything. Yeah. She definitely wants to be going after people. She's, she's very mm-hmm. much, she is convocations X 23. Yes. So I, I think that's a, a play style thing. I just need to be willing to do that. Uh, what other three pointers have four energy defense? Yeah, Obviously you, storm. You don't want to hear my answer. Captain Marvel. Miss Marvel. Three pointers. Yeah. It's Miss Marvel. Yes, miss, miss. <laughs> is there nobody else? No. There is a huge dearth of four energy defense throughout the game. The only ones I'm aware of are Miss Marvel, Storm, and Mordo. Those are the only three. Someone tell me I'm wrong. Uh, that actually sounds correct. Yep. I'm just scrolling. If you're looking at three pointers with three energy, that's it. You have three, three, just three pointers, yeah. Yep. Hmm. All right, so putting in another th- four energy is not really an option because neither of those characters synergize with the rest of my list. So I like Enchantress. Uh, I like uh, Okoye. I like Toad. I like Fury. My immediate hesitancy with Enchantress is that I play pay to flips, and she's real bad on pay to flips. No argument here. Um, not real bad, I guess. She's not good. Okay, so she you... can she can usually clear one is the issue. So she's usually rolling uncontested. Yeah, still two dice. Which your ride isn't yeah. horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's not a roll I want to make, especially when there's penalty for failure a lot of the time. If you win priority, are you taking secures or extracts? Um, I'm planning to take secures, but I'm hoping to take extracts. What are your extracts? Um, because if my opponent if my opponent is like-mindedly playing pay to flips, I'm absolutely fine with that. Uh, and then I'm going alien ship worthy and legacy virus, which I think is non-standard, but I'm also okay playing most extracts. The only ones I really don't want to play are the, the Fs. Those are the ones I'd like to avoid. So, I don't know. Alien ship I... worthy, deadly virus. I think Fury would be super interesting. Yeah, I just really don't want to go down that road. Sure. I think I think Fury is pretty close to making my radar, but I really want to avoid playing Grunts because I just think it's a super cheesy way to play a convocation. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah, I okay. Now, now it's a super included. I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> it's pretty fucking busted. That should definitely not work that way. Oh, it it's is. the point where I actually would not be surprised that in the least if it gets changed. I was just thinking of a way for you to go up on the extract advantage. 
And on yeah. two of those three extracts, Fury absolutely fits that bill. Yeah. Uh, both hammers um, and virus, you get two. And yeah. you can bring back whoever... Uh, so is escort to safety range three? Escort to safety is, I believe, range three, yes. Okay, yes. you can't do it without eyes on the prize then, which is fine. So you're... Why? Fury, uh, I was, uh, so if you have eyes on the prize, if you're two back or you're towed, you can escort to safety them from your deployment line. It was strange. So Fury walks up, takes the hammer. Uh, strange is, oh no, I was explaining how strange can eyes on the prize, or can, uh, eye on the, uh, escort to safety, uh, anyone who is two away from the, the center without him having to move. So Fury can double move, take the hammer. Strange is sitting directly back from it, you're at that point range 3, so you could uh, avoid taking any damage from whoever picks the hammer up. Yeah. Otherwise, if you don't do that, which you don't need to, the plan is just to take both of them, one with the grunts, one with fury, and you survive one round of being shot, and then you have the tools with either clear or strange to bring him back further. Mm-hmm. You can also play books on the first turn if you really cared, and then just expect them to kill the grunt. But then they probably won't, so it's a bad idea. That's still hilarious. Um, the the go-to plan for a lot of people is to do Daredevil, because you can Ninja Vanish and yep. guarantee it every turn. Yep. Um, Again, and I would... you, can, you can just use the... If you have priority, you can use the Ninja to give Strange one of the books, and then he picks up whichever book they don't pick up if they don't have a Grunt. Yeah. Again, I, I was know. looking at it for more the the getting the extract plan rolling versus the yes. che- cheesy book yes. stuff. I still I generally think agree. the extract plan is the key to MCP. I really do. Yeah, extracts generally break the tie, so they're they're kind of the way you should be planning. They set the game state. Yeah. Yeah, I can say after I, playing Nick Fury a bunch, it feels that that part of the game feels locked down so early. Now I'm just looking at the rest of the game. Yeah. Well, it makes it to where your opponent has to come into you, right? Yeah. So they're wasting actions moving, and you're just shooting them twice. Yeah. Yep, it feels super good all the time. <laughs> yep. Do you think they intended for grunts to dictate the game state so much? God, I hope I mean, not. Clearly, they had to have played a lot of practice games, but uh, well, you it know, feels more than intended. It feels very, very strong. Well, you know, in most of the games I played, I wasn't actually the grunt was not the one with it. Like the grunt sometimes had one. But usually it was actually Fury, and then he just relocates. Like, somebody pours, you know, some damage into him, he takes two damage, and then just relocates to the grunt on the other side of the field, and then it was over. Because there's... Are uh, you talking about the single extracts? Yeah, I'm talking about singles, yeah. Oh, yeah. I No, I'm just talking about in general, because obviously, it, like Aaron was saying, the person who wins the extract battle has the advantage. And so the other person, they have all the tempo. The other person has to come to them... They have to fight uphill. They have to cross ground to make up the difference. Right. Or else they're just going to slowly lose. Right. But um, I'm saying with, and, with shield, like specifically relocation and the other and the other guy, like you, that becomes so much worse because usually they pick up the single extract and then they're there. And so your army can dogpile yeah. in that turn. But with, with shield, it just doesn't happen. Well, yeah, I'm just saying it works in all extracts, not just the singles. It, uh, the singles that it does work on are absolutely crushing. Just it's just like herbs. It's um, alien ship. Or no, which one is the? It's the scrolls doesn't work, right? I think scrolls does. The other two scrolls don't. does. It's yep. alien ship and, and the, the senator. Okay. It does not. Yeah. 
because it it does not work on target of opportunity it works on civilians right um so yeah it, it feels really really crushing when your opponent just gets such a huge advantage off of a small interaction and i don't know what you're supposed to do about it like how do you combat it other than also have a grunt character and priority you know my answer it's mystique mystique yeah I, I would like your grunts to come forward toward me a little bit more please and then I have Killmonger. Yep, I'd like a free kill on token. With the mm. uh, um, the token position now in a place where you can't get to it very easily. So that's what I'm thinking is my answer in my Shadowlands build, is Mystique and the Killmonger. Mystique's oh. an answer for all kinds of weird shit. Yep. Now, do I, does it suck having to spend a card <laughs> just because you brought a grunt? Yeah. But I don't think I, you I couldn't Killmonger com- to do that. But You don't. He's icing on the cake, and I don't know that he gets brought. Um, my mystique could kill the grunts herself. Um, how is you're just a, just moving and attacking with him? With who? What? With Killmonger. Yeah. Just because you want the kill count token. Yes. He's there. Uh, uh, would you like to resummon the grunts? I'd like two kill count to- kill count tokens, please. Well, he's it's not a criminal, but if you just take Ghost Spider, she can just advance long, punch him, and then advance to where the token ends up and pick it up immediately. But then she dies, right? Because spider technique, she gets to advance if she's already advanced. Yeah, I know, uh, but I'm, if she if she picks up it up, it's going to be closer to their your opponent's edge and get murdered. Right, by but weapon. he's talking about doing the mystique thing to pull them forward. So the model's yeah. already on your side of the board. So she's going to walk up, punch him. She'll be past the center line a little bit, maybe oh. straddling the center line. Do mystique but, and Gwen, okay? Yeah, mystique and Gwen that lets you get the token. Um, unfortunately, obviously, you can't lifesaver yourself, but I'm not you know. sure you can count on. Uh, Gwen to actually kill the grunts every time. Not every time, probably not. But she still gets to advance, so you walk up, punch them, they live, you back off. Sure, okay. And if you like do one damage, she's got two power, you can webline them again and get them even further up the table. Mm, not the sun good. But she's not criminal. She's just an amazing character. Yeah, um, I'd considered her. She's not in my 10 right now, but I, I have two or three spots I can play with that I'm not, not sure at all where I want to go. Uh, all I do know is uh, I'm playing Modoc because holy shit, that dude is for real. Yeah, Modoc's good. He was on my short list. I was going to add him in over Ghost Rider, I think, on my convocation list. Playing him in Shield felt fantastic. I'll say that. Yeah, but I think just playing him in general feels really good. It's just a Turned lot of factions have. It's. I just think it's a lot of factions have a five cost that feels really good. But if you don't, mm-hmm. Modoc's a great drop. I guess now that Tactus cards are less crucial i could try and look at doing a convocation midnight suns crossover because i've got a lot of carryover what would want to make you play one versus the other then what's your trigger um i don't know probably losing my scenario options like if i have to go like five wide scenario okay that's fair enough or if it's just like a murder town scenario convocation doesn't really like standing in the middle of the board I don't know. It's probably be fine either way, honestly. Um, yeah, I want to. I want to sit down tomorrow and uh, put some actual thought into this. Um, or just obviously, my my roster has a lot of different ways to go, and we can talk about it tomorrow. I'm going to see most of you guys tomorrow. I was going to say, or just play a bunch of games. I do want to <laughs> yeah. play a bunch of games, but I want to. I want to have a plan going in because these are playtest games. These aren't just pickup games. So I want to, like, for example, I know that magic's on the cutting block and she's taking up a uh, tactic slot in addition to a character slot 
And so her staying in the roster makes a difference. And in that case, I want to play her in basically all of the games until I make that decision. And if she feels bad in all the games, she's getting cut. And if she feels good, then she won't. And then I can stop playing her in every game. And so that's why I want to make these decisions feel important to me. It's because it is going to determine how I play my list for the next like week or two. Deal. Does anybody think that there's a particular affiliation that got like the biggest bump due to the cycling? I know it's been pretty popular opinion that attrition list got a pretty big help. Does that mean stuff like um, maybe Spider Foes is getting a pretty healthy bump? Yes. I think Spider Foes, X-Men... They tend to have really deep health pools already. And the ability Um, to heal a lot of them. Yeah. Carnage at least gets to stay down. That piece of shit. (laughs) You're never going to forget that. That It's happened to me twice. It's happened to me twice now. Carnage gets field dressed, kills three people, and you're like, fuck my life. And like, back to full. He's so yeah, bad. Back to full. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously, because he's killed Horrible. three people. Fuck that the guy. The problem is, just about every affiliation can run attrition. Yeah. So. Well, they can, but that doesn't make them, like, experts at it. True. Like, you can try to play shield attrition all day, but you're not probably going to beat, you know, Brotherhood on Researcher. Well, given certain crisis setups, yes, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, Brotherhood... Uh, spider foes. I don't I know. Let's try, try to think like what what are lists that I never found myself like needing field dressing, like needing the healing. I feel like guardians felt like that. Like I didn't need that. I felt like they, like I wasn't super mad whenever my characters got dazed. I like a lot of gold wide lists. I wonder if uh, Sam Avengers actually gets better. I wonder. Um, Sam field dressing was cute. I don't know that it was needed. Right. Um, but Sam would gladly give up field dressing for you to give up field dressing. Right. Um, so that's definitely true. Because he struggled to get the tall characters down because of field dressing in mid-pack. Right. And I, so that definitely helps. I think more anonymous lists got better. And by that I mean uh, pick your random threes slash fours to where there is no tentpole character in your list. Oh, like, the, just the spams in general? Or not... not it doesn't have to be a go-wide spam. It just has to be... Uh, there's no one that is most beneficial to uh, focus down on my team because they're yeah. all about the same. The even, like the, the leveled out affiliations where it's like everyone's about in the same category. Right. Or pretend... Like, yeah. Even like Steve Avengers with uh, Vision, Beast, Valkyrie, and uh, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Like, and Iron Man's a bad choice because he doesn't throw. But, like... They're all doing about the exact same thing. Like, I don't care which one you want to try to take out. Kind of like Spider-Foes, like I was saying earlier. They take a bunch of threes and fours. They yeah. all are pretty good. There's not... They're, if you were to look at the graph of their point cost, it's flat, not pointy. Correct. I think yeah. those type... The, the flat list, the flat point cost, point cost list yeah. uh, are good. Uh, the people who are like, oh, like Thanos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanos is going to die earlier than he has in the in the past. Because mm-hmm. uh, you can't mid-pack him, uh, you can't field-dress him, he's just going to take it on the chin. I think in the decision matrix where you attack or ignore, uh, more people will swing to the attack, and it will be successful. Yeah. Uh, and that's just one example, but I think Magneto goes down, um, etc., etc. So the list where you don't have a tempo character uh, become better. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the Shadowlands Daredevils that I've been running, which is, he's the four and everything else is a three or a two. And they're all just, they all have guns. They all just have guns. That's what they got. They're all the same. I think it's going to feel much better. 
Yeah, I think I'm running the same thing with Modoc and Vision, and potentially Killmonger as my things above a three. I didn't I realize. Was... Go ahead. Oh no, it's fine. I was I was changing the subject. Go ahead. I say so. I hadn't played Modoc in like ever, but I didn't realize yeah. his uh, rerolls were unlimited. Like, oh, you've got seven power. I guess you can reroll every single non-hit you just got. Yes, it <laughs> used to be truly unlimited because it was on every roll. Now it's once per turn. Um, I've decided I'm going to put in a Ghost Rider as my 10th character, and I cut Escort to Safety for Deal with the Devil. Because hmm. I, I just thought about it, and I'm like, if I'm running Wong in almost every list, it gives me longevity, it gives me mobility, and it gives me burst damage, which is like the three things I want the most. Okay. Because if you play a pull dock somebody and then fucking penance stare them, they're just dead. <laughs> like, that guy is deleted. And when there's no field dressing on the board, that's permanent. Like, that guy's gone. Yeah. I have overkill much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Especially, also, I, I play worthy, so why not play the two best characters in the game on, on hammers instead of just the one, the second best? Jeremy, I have a question for you because you played a lot of these guys. I was staring at this list the other day. Is X-Force just worse now than either X-Men or Shadowlands Daredevils criminals? Because Shadowlands Daredevils does a lot more rerolls if you're trying to get that. And X-Men does a lot more like interesting list construction and mobility. I feel it's like... It's way I worse. That's not even a question. I, I have a question. I, can I answer this question? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> It's not even close. Uh, X-Force are quickly becoming bottom tier. I was going to mention earlier, like we've been talking quite a bit about um, Shadowlands Daredevil, uh, the atrocity that they pulled by creating Shadowlands Daredevil while already having (laughs) X-Force. It feels like an admittance of defeat. Like, clearly there was a miss. And I actually, I was really hard on Cable when he first got spoiled. I have come around to like Cable. He's a solid five-pointer, I think. He is not a good leader, but he's a okay five-pointer. Um, okay. That said, they like this is exactly my argument. How can you compare Shadowlands, Daredevil, and Cable? Like, in what world are these two models fairly costed? Yeah. That, and not to like just the grunt mechanics alone is better than like anything Cable's bringing to the table. It, it's really a mess. Again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they tacked him into this little rework when they take care of uh, some of the other things. That would be nice. Oh, so you're actually thinking there's going to be, like, a lot of changes. I think there'll be a handful. Why not? If they're going to do a few, why wouldn't they? I don't think there's... I'm I'm unfortunately leaning towards there's going to be zero. Like, if I had to <laughs> break it down, I'd say 51% chance there's no updates. Yeah. 48% chance there's like less than five and then 1% chance they do more than five. That's, that's where I'm at right now, hmm. but I'm also a negative person. So I just can't see them letting X force stand. I, I don't, I think oh, that's I can the see it. Biggest joke ever. How long has inhumans been the worst affiliation in the game since they were printed? <sighs> see, I struggle with that. I, I hate them and I make fun of them and all that, but I don't think they're bad. I just, think the wrong part like nobody has approached it the right way yet i will say i played a guy in omaha his name was jeremy and 
he clearly had mastered playing the Inhuman list. And I was surprised. He he had me on the ropes for a bit. He was really good. Um, Do tell. I'm curious, because I've stared at those fuckers oh. for so long. Uh, I mean, it's basically um, Medusa and Miss Marvel try to carry the list, and mm-hmm. then you have to take Ronan and the Power Stone as a as a mana battery, and it's just the rest of them are just kind of there. Problem that's of, is, that's a lot of fucking points. <laughs> all yeah, of those yeah. lists got <clears throat> hammered because no one took field dressing better than Ronan. I don't know. I would argue Magneto was better, and or the Hulks were better. But yeah, I mean, he certainly was majorly impactful, for sure. Yeah, I mean, getting hit by Ronan three times is definitely worse than getting hit by him twice. (laughs) (laughs) And by hit, you mean staggered? With an eight dice? Yes. I mean, yeah, like, he's walking in. If you've got super mana battery on the whole game, he's walking in and just, like, walloping a guy. Then you try and retaliate. If you succeed in downing him... He retaliates again and gets field dressed immediately. So your option is now, do I get hit by him a third time this turn or do I just let him contest the fucking point? And this is assuming he didn't daze anybody in this process of throwing 16 (laughs) dice at you that auto staggers. Right. So, yeah, I I mean, Ronan's solid in that respect. The problem is what a lot of people tend to do is just fucking ignore him. And that's when it becomes difficult to use because he's a five pointer that doesn't do a whole lot if you just fucking ignore him. Well, he judges your whole team. He does judge some people, which is not <laughs> ideal. Um, but if you straight ignore him, just like go to the other side of the battlefield, <laughs> he has to like abandon the point he was supposed to hold. And so you can get him and like be annoying, but yeah. Also, potentially some lists can control him pretty hard. I was going to say, he but doesn't yeah, have I, anywhere to stop control. Yeah, the, the problem is he's not overly mobile. Um and he's expensive. Like, a five-pointer when Ronin was printed is not the same as a five-pointer today. Yep. Parker, when you said your... Today. Go ahead. <laughs> when, you, when you said your Black Order list, I didn't hear Super Giant, and I was disappointed. Oh, uh, yeah, she got played. She was in the list. Um, oh. I, I, okay. uh, my, the first game, she was played, and she didn't really get to do anything because I needed somebody to take a point, and she was... That wasn't, like, heavily contested. It was a D deployment, so she was in the back. Um... And she's kind of sitting in the back, getting a fuckload of power, ready to pounce and ruin somebody's day. Because slowly, everyone else was getting days. It was a 20-point game, and he played very wide. And so I was just getting tons of power on her as as, yeah. as everybody else was murdering. Um, uh, really funny thing, though. He had to play around Blood Despair. <laughs> because he, had, he finally decided, I need to go get uh, Super Giant off that point. So he sent someone in there, but he only had one attack. And so he goes. He goes. Oh shit! If I, if I, uh, down super giant, nothing happens. I go. Nope. Do 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 do. He's like, oh, <laughs> huh? <laughs> because even because he didn't have any throws or anything, so all he could do is uh, one shotter. And if he did, I would just play blood despair, heal one, and be there anyway. And so uh, you hope he would heal one. You could flip your dice. That's right. That's right. He does have to deal damage. Yeah. Yeah. She does have to deal damage. But he didn't like that idea. Kind of like the. <laughs> kind of like the. Kind of like the thing you said about um, uh, the new Winter Guard. Crimson Dynamo. Uh, yeah. The, it's the, it's not that it will happen. It's that it could happen. <laughs> and then they go, ugh. You're not gonna walk into like a fucking feels bad moment like right, that. Right. You don't want to do that. So. You know what really was, feels bad is Super Giant in Winter Guard. Yeah, that feels pretty good. <laughs> 
I liked I liked Super Giant. She was cool. It was not really the best scenario for her. That's one of the reasons why I'm staring at the Black Order list. And I will I would like to talk to you guys about this tomorrow. Also, is I do not know what the other models are in Black Order. I feel like Shuri should be one, um, but I don't know. I really don't know. Um, right now, it was yesterday, or rather, when I was playing on Monday, it was Shuri, Groot, and Rocket. Uh, because I like Groot and Rocket's tactics cards in the list, um, but I really had a hard time taking both of them, so uh, it was kind of hard to do that. Um, it was Shuri, Groot, Rocket were the three others, but mm, Toad Nikoi. Toad is a great random drop in. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hate. I, I wouldn't hate probably just more two pointers. I also wonder if I, I don't know if Black Swan should be a five pointer. I don't know. Uh, I I think you will find she is very different at four points. Yeah, in Black Order, I think she's five, but that's with no testing. So mm-hmm. yeah, same. Okay. It, the The amount of options and early threat she poses as a five pointer versus a four pointer is very different. Because if she's threatening, it's like, oh, I'm going to wait till turn two to charge and then hopefully deal damage with my builder. Like that's her plan. On turn two versus on turn one, she's hoping she deals damage with her builder. Like it's a very different game. Mm-hmm. Actually, she doesn't even care. She just fucking eye beams you anyway. <laughs> like whatever. Also, also placing Black Dwarf at the same time if you want to. Like yeah. if you want to give Black Dwarf that kind of early game positioning, um, mm-hmm. you can. No, it, yeah, it... she is incredibly impactful, especially on pay to flips. Yeah, because turn one, she's like um, advanced charge flip. Like it's not even a question. Yeah. I think she's really good on Bravos. Because yes, she, she sits true. on hers and turn two, she's got six power to charge and spend her mm-hmm. and follow that up with whatever you want. Hopefully mm-hmm. you've just dazed the person that was on their back point and now you own it. Yeah. For sure. Anyway. I like it a lot. And she, we, we've established <laughs> she has she has limitless ways to spend power. So, <laughs> yeah. Having more is never bad. Can you really not afford to like downgrade a three-pointer to Toad to get that power stone? It feels worth it. Yeah. Oh, I played a point down in my second game, and I still felt fine. Like it was, a, I played seventeen points in an eighteen point um, game, and I was like, eh, "This feels fine." I'm not. That was the very first time I'd ever done that. By the way, I never once played a point down. But I was like, "It's I think fine." I've done it a couple times. I've done it a lot. Mm-hmm. Also, without affiliation. Uh, see what I find <laughs> that Richard likes to do is play up a point. He finds that very. <clears throat> yeah, he's really good at that. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fucking Richard. I hope you're listening, Richard. Fucking cheater. <laughs> it's okay. He'll message you the next week. Like, oh, sorry, man. I was played up a point. Like, fuck you. So <laughs> stop playing up points. So are you? So is it just? Is it Toad and Okoye because Okoye is generically good and Toad is generically good? Is that the idea? Uh, what does I mean, it do for they them? Give they give you bodies and they're cheap, good investments. I think you want to focus on as many Black Order characters as possible. Right. I, they're doing what you want them to do. I don't think you need anyone else. So Toad's there to obviously grab an extract if you need to, so your Black Order can just go kill everyone. And uh, if you don't have a great extract to go steal, then Okoye gets to follow Corvus around and make sure he doesn't die. You yeah. did Mind in Space on Thanos, Parker? Mm-hmm. And Ebony Maw Naked? Ebony Maw's Naked, yeah. I think that's probably the right call. I've seen a lot of people doing um, Space on Ebony Maw, and then mm. um, only... Or it's Mind and soul on thanos i want to say yeah that's not a terrible idea it having a six point ebony maw is actually for the list construction a little bit easier but 
I need to. I need to. Yeah. What I need to do is sit down at every point level and really figure out how many. Yeah. Math it out and see yeah. what feels good. Cool. Well, it sounds like we're actually gonna have a full house tomorrow, so hopefully everyone shows up. I'll be there at eleven. Nice. I was about to ask you that. All right. Well, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us today. Uh, hopefully, you guys had a good time. Uh, this has been Brandon and Dr. Mantis Toboggan, MD, Jeremy, and Aaron. And this has been Parker is in Limbo. So what are we going to call this thing? Uh, I got it. Okay. Incredible. New. Fantastic. Astonishing. Mighty. Original. Uncanny. Sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. Yeah, we did it. Guys, we actually did it. I'm actually excited. All four of us. We started recording. (laughs) That took way too fucking long. You could say it was fantastic. Parker, I have something to tell you that you don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jeremy can vouch for this. Aaron thought I was fucking with him when I told him that we had to clap. He was actually <laughs> refused to clap because he thought it was a joke. I actually wanted to know what he thought of the clap. What did you think of the clap? Uh, obviously, you spoiled it a little bit, but what did you think? Uh, so I come from 20 years of hazing in a military environment, right? Uh, so uh, anytime you're new to something and told to do X, I've learned you do not do X. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, no, not doing it. I'm not. Right, Aaron, I'm not Aaron, collecting. You're gonna press the brake now. He's like, Nah, dog. I know better. I'm not collecting turns, the bucket of steam. I will not polish all of the apples, and I will not mop the freezer. All of those things are bullshit. Okay. I've mopped a freezer before. <laughs> I mean, so I'll give you. I'll give you one example, um, just from my my history. Uh, so there's a mm-hmm. pitot tube at the front of an aircraft, which, if you don't know, it take in, it intakes uh, the outside air. It's I know what that is. Great. So it's a little tube at the end of the aircraft for whatever it does. So uh, you get your uh, students, first time they ever go out, you tell them that they have to uh, blow into the pitot tube to clear it from debris. So they're sitting here, kneeling down in front of the aircraft, blowing into a metal tube, which clearly they do not need to do at all. <laughs> but it's hilarious from everyone who knows better, watching the students try to blow as hard as they can into this skinny metal tube. Also, it's called a pitot tube, which sounds like yeah. a pedo tube, which is even better. <laughs> I like that. <sighs> I'm working with children. All right. I'm very excited. Are you guys as excited as I am? One level below. It doesn't. You. I actually, I think I'm a lot more excited than you based upon your tone of voice and your general facial expression. I think I could be considered many times more excited than you. But go many ahead. Many factors. Yeah. Many, <laughs> many quantums. Many quantas. Yeah. You probably just had, don't understand how much punishment we have for you for last week. Don't worry. We'll get there. Yeah. We, we started thinking about it. So I broached the topic of what your your punishment should be for missing last week in multiple ways. Because not only did you miss Wednesday, you also missed Friday. So that's like a double miss. That's two in a row also. It's epic. That's that, epic. That's a trend of behavior is what people in like HR want to call it. Serial. <laughs> well, if he was a killer, he'd be serial now. <laughs> I just... I, 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 gave, I gave about half second thought to this conversation 
earlier. And then you realized how terrible it was going to be, and you're like, I don't want to think about that. No, no. What I what I thought was at first, I thought, man, I you know I know there's going to be some consequence on the podcast. They're going to give me some shit for it. And then I thought, but nothing could actually compare to that night. I'm not scared of anything anymore. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so like the whole time I was doing it, there was never a moment when I was like, man, I feel really bad. The whole time I was like, uh, if they were here, they would slowly back away from this house and just be like, if you both could like have the ability to just like come on over and be like, if you, were, if you were my neighbors and you were to walk on the door, you, w- I don't even know if you would have been able to knock, you would have heard the screaming and you just would have stopped your hand and then just slowly backed away podcast at some other time like that's really i've not told you enough about my childhood that's just like a wednesday that's true that's true you you uh i'm not saying that you would be shocked by it but i did <laughs> i would think uh, i think you would understand how that i was occupied however i understand that uh, there are consequences there are consequences for fate and so i'm i must i must meet them that's fine okay i'm hoping that my monstrous bet i made helps me a little bit but Oh, this is going to more than wipe out the bed. <laughs> this is bad. Um, this is bad. Uh, this is, like, shameful. Like, we were, like... I mean, I opened not... the bidding with just double your current episode count. That's what I opened the bidding with. And then we started negotiating from there. <laughs> Parker looks very sad. <laughs> <laughs> just when you thought you were going to break out. He's like, yeah. I was making headway, guys. I chipped away. He was at like in the nine eighties for a while, right? He got thirty yeah. of those episodes gone. Yeah, not bad, not bad. I was down 5K pretty low because like a lot. because I took the bad bet. Remember, I took the bad bet to true. to to to, to, uh, hedge. Yeah. to hedge my bet. Mm-hmm. The quadruple vig. You didn't know about that, did you? That was going to be bad. <laughs> that was. I wouldn't have done it. That's all I'm yeah, saying. We need. Maybe the punishment is we just start including interest, so every week he has to pay a 5% interest yeah. over the episodes he already has. <laughs> we're terrible. <laughs> loan sharks with interest, that's terrible. That's how loan sharks I know. work. I know, but I didn't take any if loans. You don't pay them back it's the a, same wait, amount of hold money. On, no, that's what I'm saying. This is not a loan shark with interest. Do uh, Actually, I have never once, I'm displayed my ignorance, I've... Why do I say display my ignorance? I didn't even know what bet, you know, hedging a bet was until you explained it to yeah. me in a couple podcasts ago. I have never bet anything on anything ever. So I don't even know, do bookies collect interest? Is there interest on bookies? Or is it just your bet you made? Do you have to pay back? Is it Usually common there's, bookies? Uh, I'm not familiar with like like individual bookies. Like I know how um, like actual corporations do it. I would yeah. imagine... That if you owe your bookie a certain amount of money for a duration, there is some kind of vig or interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. And obviously, loan sharks is generally an interest-based thing. We've lost Jeremy. He's gone. Yeah, he just peaced out. I should have stopped for liquor on the way home. Why? Are you, like, dry? I mean, I don't have anything. But uh, mostly, I just, I'm in the mood. Are all those bottles empty? I mean, no, I have hard liquor, but I'm not really in the mood to just straight drink hard liquor. I mean, I could pour some of this vodka into my water glass and, like, I could get drunk. I don't know that that's what I want to actively do. I've got this, uh, does anybody else do this? Just never throw away stuff that's expired. Like, uh, Parker, do you know, yes or no, are you supposed to refrigerate lemon juice or lime juice? Yeah. Yes. Pretty sure you... I'm reasonably confident you are as well. Uh, so I've had this bottle of lime juice sitting on top of my refrigerator 
for at least three years. That's like, terrible. I just don't. And not, I just don't throw it away. That's the opposite why. of refrigeration. Yes. Not what they mean when they say refrigerate. Yeah. In fact, the top of a refrigerator is actually warmer than most of the room, so I don't think I'm, doing it I'm right. noticing that as as I picked it up. It is quite warm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It says here it contains 100 percent juice, so it's not like fake stuff. Oh no! I mean, what's growing in there? It would have a hard time because the huge acid content, the huge sugar content, bacteria. Oh yeah, you can. There's a bit. Yeah, this looks. Uh, yeah. Viscous, I yeah. would say. Um, what's What's funny is that actually juice reduction. I don't know if you yeah. would actually find a lot of bacteria or microorganisms no, it's been sealed, inside. Yeah, it would, you would probably just find. You know, it would just be horrible. It would just be yeah. awful. It would just taste. Uh, so, on top of that, this particular bottle expired October twenty fifth of two thousand twenty. So it's it's also over expired for like a year and six months. Yeah. So it's eighteen months expired and was not refrigerated yeah. during any of that time period. Oh. Uh, is this going to be post ramble? Yes, I had. Well, some, this is. I had. This some, is pre ramble. I, I heard some really exciting stuff from uh, another podcast that they. I mean, this this is actually news that not, not something exclusive to this. I just heard it on another podcast, um, but it wasn't a podcast for MCP. It was a podcast for the Marvel for the MCU. I thought you guys would find it fascinating, but this might contain spoilers for Doctor Strange. Do we care about uh, spoilers for, for Doctor Strange multiverse? I think yeah, we're for multiverse past of madness. Can can I can I just talk about Multiverse of Madness to our audience as if they've seen it? Uh, Aaron, have you seen the movie? Not yet, but you can still go ahead. Oh well, that's that's just terrible. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> that's just that's just the worst. <laughs> it's one of the key moments of the movie. One of the key plot uh, points of the movie. But I want what, you I'll, to, uh, I'll take off my headset and you can give me a thumbs up and you want me back on. <laughs> well, I was actually just going to tell a quick story about a friend of mine who had an interaction with another friend. And so they, they were having game day at his house. So we had like five people over to his house to play War Machine. And um, they were they got to talking. And this was right when Games of Thrones first season had just come out. So the first season had ended like two weeks prior. And so the guy's like, oh, man, that scene with uh, uh, Sean Bean's character. And he goes, oh, wait, I haven't seen it. Please don't spoil anything for me. He's like, oh, right, right, right. And then like three minutes later, he's like, I can't believe they just like cut his head off and on the TV. You know? <laughs> And immediately everyone in the room's like, dude, like he asked you specifically to not. And he goes, Oh no, no, I was talking about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like oh, God, yeah. to play it off. I was Why like, yeah, that I'm moment done. when Boromir gets his head cut off, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> For that, I always thought that was head. hilarious. That's good. That's good. Uh I'll just say this then, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything. I don't think I'm spoiling anything. I'll, he took his headset off. He did. He did it anyway. Okay. He did. Well, this is this is what I'll say. Um, that was I found this very fascinating. Did you know that because of COVID, um, that the order of all the recent stuff got completely scrambled up, and that the they had to do massive rewrites to uh, sp- specifically Doctor Strange, but a lot of other stuff too, because Multiverse of Madness was actually supposed to come out before One Division. Mm, doesn't that make that really? a very different doesn't that make that a very different story WandaVision was supposed to be a redemption arc for Scarlet Witch off the deep end Multiverse Holy of shit. Madness Multiverse of Madness was not originally about Scarlet Witch trying to find her children it was about Scarlet Witch trying to bring back Vision and in the original script the it the, the she goes to she's searching the multiverse for other versions of herself that did not lose vision and finds a version with children 
and, and that's then, why and then seeks out the children and that's why she invents children and the vision in uh uh in uh, Scar- uh WandaVision. In WandaVision. WandaVision. that is so much better isn't that so much better <laughs> jesus christ yeah. that's so much yes better. and that's so much better also because of covid and all this rearrangement they had to reshoot a ton of both things wandavision and uh, uh dr strange says reshoot a bunch of it and uh they couldn't get wanda they couldn't get uh, Olsen to do all the stuff for Multiverse of Madness because she was shooting something else. And all the rigmarole that that was uh, on her schedule specifically was so bad, she kind of vowed – she just she feels like totally frustrated and done with the Marvel MCU. So the reason why they killed her character at the end is partially because that she said, I think I can't do this anymore. Like because of, of the way that you have inter- – interrelated all these stories together and intertwined them so much that as soon as there's one scheduling conflict, you have to rewrite everything in the universe. That is, that's too much. I can't, I can't be a part of that. So she's basically yeah. said I'm out because of how difficult that is. Hmm. Interesting. So this was because of COVID messing all that up and WandaVision coming out first, it completely changed that story. And it, I, your your first take on it, Jeremy, was my first take was, wow, that would have been a much more compelling version of the story if mm-hmm. we saw Wanda first and getting, you know, we saw her going off the deep end right after, you know, everybody gets their stuff back. You know, the, 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 with the what do they call it? With the, yeah. When everybody gets blinked the back. This, the, the blip. The blip. After the blip, everybody comes back except Vision. And then she's just so, like, heartbroken. So she searches for any answer, finds one, and then is willing to do anything to get it. And then you see her rehabilitation, and we we get see her more as a hero. Because they did not want Scarlet Witch to leave the MCU. But because of all this, they killed her in the <laughs> in the Multiverse <laughs> of Madness. Because the, Olsen said, I, I basically, I'm not going to do this anymore. So, really interesting. Hmm. All right, I'm telling Aaron to come back. Yep. And then they cut Ned Stark's head off. Uh-huh. All right. All right, so Parker just rambled for like 12 minutes. We told him not to repeatedly. It was not 12 minutes. I, I, I uh, counted seven. Was, you had your timer. It was seven, yeah. Can't keep it good I'm Parker using it now. now. I'm using it. I will t- I'll tell you the story after... You see Multiverse of Madness, Aaron. I'm curious to hear what you think of it. I'm curious. Well, now he's going to listen to the podcast and hear it. So <laughs> no, he knows. He, he knows. knows. He knows never to listen to his own voice in a podcast. He knows. I did it for the first time last week. I was oh. uh, a little surprised at like how you sound or how quickly I spoke. Holy balls! Need he did. S- he did down. basically. Yeah, sprint. He was just on meth and speed at the same time. Yeah, it was actually kind of hard to tell what was chewing sounds and what was you talking because <laughs> the rate at which it, it appeared very visually similar on the, the audio track. And so it was really hard for me to edit. I can't believe I didn't miss more because or I cut out a lot of you speaking. One of the two. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, basically, once we wrapped the podcast, we went to the post ramble. You didn't stop chewing the entire time. I don't know what you were eating. It was like a bowl of pine nuts or something. I don't know. <laughs> It was checks. We even talked about it ahead of time. It was checks. Like, bowl of rice. I was like, "Oh, that's actually my bowl of checks." Oh, I th- I didn't know you said checks. I, I I just saw what looked like a bowl of rice behind you. I didn't know you had checks. You're like this. I'm gonna have to edit all this out. This is gonna take forever. You're like, but I'm really hungry. You're like, I please can't stop. Believe, I'm really hungry. I cannot believe I didn't notice it was happening in the moment. I like, didn't notice I, it either. I know. I didn't. I didn't. Because and then I talked to him about it. It was because Audacity is. 
Discord has a built-in noise cancellation. It will filter out a lot of the generic noise, which is a lot of what I do with my audio editing. But I didn't notice it at the time. I I should have realized he was eating. I didn't even think about it because I've told you guys so many times no eating on the podcast. I just, when I heard the thing, all I can imagine is just slowly, one chip at a time, just just mouth open. It's like aggressive biting into charcoal. Like, what is happening on your end of the fucking microphone? It reminded me of Fight Club. Remember when he's on the phone and he's eating chips or whatever and he won't even listen to him? Oh, my God. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh, boy. Yeah, I have to stop myself from fidgeting. I have these poker chips here that I shuffle throughout, like, just days of sitting here. Ugh. And so, is yeah, this quite pleasant. loud and annoying? That's yeah, that's yeah. very loud. Yeah, I, so yeah, I, I don't think they'll hear that. Away. You're probably not yeah. going to pick that up. <laughs> it's not going <laughs> to show up on the podcast. Yeah, I don't think it'll be like, fine. So anyway, we were talking about uh, just sitting here and shuffling poker chips. Is that a big... Okay. All right. Well, I'm suddenly tired. Suddenly? All right. So I have, um, I have some vodka. I have some Woodford Reserve bourbon. And I have... Some Kraken. What should I do? What should I drink? Bourbon. You should throw away your vodka. I'll get you some better stuff. And drink I actually, that. I actually have some decent vodka. It's not great, but it's it's pretty good. Oh. I guarantee my It's not... Yeah, I'm sure it is, but this this is not great. This was a gift. Um, but I have not gotten through very much of it. The funny... The, yeah, usually I only drink this, though. I'll go to, like, Sonic and get a slush. And then, like, I'll drink a quarter of it. And I'll fill it with vodka. And then I'll drink... I'd like half of it, and I'll put more vodka in it. It's like like you just slowly turn up the temperature on the vodka as you reduce the drink. So vodka is the one alcohol I can't ever drink uh, because I, I'm usually like that with whiskey. Honestly, any whiskey, I don't know. It, it it didn't used to bother me, and then I got way too drunk on it one time, and now I just have like a horrible gag reflex every time I drink it. Yep, I drank a fifth of vodka when I was about seventeen, and uh, that ended poorly. Yeah, I got super drunk at my cousin's wedding. That was a that was a pretty spectacular day for me. I was someone decided to leave me in charge of all the young children. I walked into a room and I was so fucking hammered I didn't know where I was. And they're like, "Here, Brandon, you watch the kids." And they just walked out of the room. And I was like, "Oh no!" And like, there's like 13 young children in this little closet at the wedding. They're trying to keep them away from like the party. And I I don't remember what happened, but I woke up. About an hour later, asleep on the couch. And they're like, where are the kids at? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, felt so bad. Well, I mean, I, I imagine you were the only one who was, uh, I don't know, sober at all. So they're like, you oh, get no, to be in charge. Oh, no, I was completely trash. I, like, almost blacked out sleep. Not like I took a nap. Like, I did not know where I was. Yeah, it was it was a brutal night. Fun times. Yeah. Um, also, the update, I did not make it through all of Peaky Blinders. Um, oh. Season 5 started boring me, so I had to yeah. wiki it, and I was like, I have to find my favorite character, and if he comes back, I will keep in. If he does not, I'm leaving. So, thumbs up. Come back. Thumbs up. He is apparently back at the end, and then he goes into the next season. So, I'll, I'll I might just go to the last episode, like at this point, because it's all the same shit over and over. That's so. the exact same thing that happened to me. I got through, like halfway through season five. I was like, I just don't care. Like mm-hmm. none of this is interesting. Yeah, it's just so much of the same. And like 
he was so much better in the first season where he was just kind of a dirt bag in the middle of a bunch of dirt yeah, bags. And then he's like a governor. Or so, I don't yeah, like he's, he's some like sort of some political... like state official. And I'm like, like, this is way less interesting. Like, no. Anyway. I don't know. I feel a little removed from MCP. I do want to play games, but like I've been wanting to play a lot and I haven't been able to get that many games. So I need to be more active in trying to get games. I'm free on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Just let me know. Nice. <laughs> let me see. Let me check my schedule. Monday, wait, also Tuesday, Wednesday, all of Thursday, Friday, Friday too, Sa- Saturday, yep, Sunday. Are these yep. your COVID hours? Yes. Once baseball stops, I'm definitely available for Monday. I'll be up there on Mondays again. Okay. Finishing well, baseball. Well, Mondays I do stuff, so... It's harder for me to get games on Mondays because that's the only day I get yeah. to play uh, UFS. So gotcha. Well, Monday will be the day I'll try and drum up business there then because that's my day. Okay. All right, you guys ready to get started? Let's do it, man. Oh yeah. All right. Um, so our order we talked about um, it's going to be Jeremy and then let's do um, for introductions. It'll obviously be me because I, I do the intro, and then it'll be Jeremy Parker Aaron. And then we'll keep that same um, order for reviewing topics, except I'll go last instead of first. Does that make sense? Hold on. Wait, what? I thought we said it was Jeremy Aaron Parker. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's better to keep the same order we used to have. Okay. Jeremy Parker Aaron Brandon. Yeah, because it's it. That's the way we always used to do is it was me first for the first intro and then it was Jeremy Parker. And then once we got into topics and it wasn't introduction anymore, I would just move to the end. And so basically we would start with Jeremy. So the order was always the same if you look at it like a circle. And so, I mean, if you want to move somewhere else, that's fine. You Are you talking about when you when we start the podcast? You're talking about that? So No, the start of the podcast, I think, is obvious. Aaron goes fourth because he's the new guy. That, okay. That just, so that way we just keep our original order. Okay. And that's I'm just saying keep the original order for everything else, too. I guess Aaron could just go last at all times. That that's the easiest. So Brandon goes first. Parker, Jeremy. But I thought you just I thought you just said that you normally would let Jeremy talk because we are longer winded. Yeah, but we've been doing a bad job of keeping to that schedule. Is kind of my point. Okay. So it's like all normally Jeremy's supposed to go first when we talk about topics, but we've stopped doing that lately because we have a we kind of just have a natural flow that we started okay. doing. But because that Jeremy has been talking very much lately. Okay. So I'm gonna put on here. Brandon, I'm, I'm rearranging playing currently, so this goes in order. Brandon, well, this is only for the uh, like this is for the specific podcast open. Yeah, I know. Okay, so normally I won't go first. <sighs> Give me thirty seconds. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. What for the podcast opening? I'm not worried about the podcast opening. I'm mostly worried about topics. Okay. Podcast open will basically be normal, except Aaron goes last, so it'll be that me, makes perfect Jeremy sense. Parker. Yeah, but you're saying you don't need that to be consistent. I, I thought you were. I thought you were intimating that you wanted that order to be the order we always use, just to make it consistent. Um, but if you're saying you'd rather go different order, that's also fine. I'm just asking. I don't want to go first. I want Jeremy to go first when we do topics, because if Jeremy doesn't go first, we tend to take what he was going to say. And we're the longer-winded ones, so we usually find other stuff to talk about. So, it usually... And so, I would... Go ahead. Finish. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. I don't want to interrupt you. I want you to finish your thought. 
I I think it, the flow works best if Jeremy goes first on topics. I think that's true. We had talked about Jeremy, Aaron, me, you is what we talked about in topics. Okay, that's fine. Okay, deal. Done. Jeremy, Aaron, Parkman. Okay, everybody on board with that? Aaron, you know where you're at? Yes. So you're basically, when we're, yeah, you'll just follow Jeremy when we're talking about stuff. The reason I said that I, we should rearrange it is because it's very different than our introduction, which is why I said we should change it. Deal. Because it's confusing that there's two noticeably different ones. Got it. Okay, moving on. All right. <clears throat> All right. I don't have a t- uh, title yet, so I'll, I'll put one in when I have one. What? Hi, Parker, partner. what are you doing? I got one. Your your hands off screen. <laughs> I got. I got oh, you got one. I Go got, ahead. Look at my elbow. My elbow's right here. Your elbow is the title. Yeah. No, right, my elbow Parker's... is not the title. Okay. Uh, I was going to say the four of us get fantastic. Was was well, what I was going to say. Oh. Mm, that's, that's stupid. Nine months God. premature. Damn it. That's that's why Parker's a big it. Fantastic Four fanboy. <laughs> one of the reasons we punish him so much. <laughs> I'm calling it now. <laughs> the gang gets fantastic. Yeah. Because there's four of us. Yep. That's what I was going to say. Yep, that, that's better. Do it. Well, it's not official yet. This is a trial run to see how the flow is. Uh, make sure that four people I, I don't think that's what Aaron thinks. I think Aaron's pretty uh, sure. Aaron <laughs> does think that. We talked about it before he joined the podcast. Today. <laughs> pretty sure, no. <laughs> not to be contrary. See, Parker, but, uh... this, is, this is like why we punish you so much, because you just can't agree with... Like, earlier. Earlier today, we were like, we spent five minutes talking about the order in which people would talk. And then as soon as we got everything... Leveled out, which was, by the way, the way Parker wanted to do it. And then he immediately goes out of order. Mm, agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> All right, Parker, how about this? Why don't you tell me what you think your punishment should be? That is not the way punishment works. Uh, I think that's part of the punishment. Uh, you need to father better because it is a wonderful technique. Yeah. What do you think is an equivalent punishment for your actions here? What's a punishment? Punishment that fits the crime. Remember, we're talking about you here. <laughs> you don't want to know what I think. You, you, you really, I really don't think you do, because I don't think, I don't think there's, I don't think, uh, a, I don't think a person should get anything for circumstances that were already negative. I don't think that should be so. I don't, I don't believe in punishment twice. That's actually a big thing that I don't believe in. So double punishment. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I was all. I, I already would have rather been here in with you guys having a great time. I'm really glad that Aaron's now a part of this. It's a really cool, like, you know, cherry on top of this otherwise crappy situation I had last week. There were two times that I would have loved to be there. On Wednesday, I, I wouldn't want to have been in that situation. And Friday, I, I was really upset that I wasn't here to talk about all the, the great news. Um, mm-hmm. I was even more upset when I found out Aaron was going to be here because I think that was an awesome idea. So 100% honestly, I, I don't I don't like getting punished twice. I know that for the sake of you guys, and you you want to you want to let me have it. I get it. I knew I, I knew I was getting some licks. But if you want me to, uh, you want me to tell you what I think I earned. I think I earned nothing. I think I earned no punishment. That's my that's my personal opinion. Strong man. He's really squirming. I he's he's this trying is real hard be, to talk about. Yeah, out of this what one. we were talking about. Double it. Fuck that. <laughs> no, he's not. Double it. Also. Can I mean? Can you make your dog pee on the bed again? I mean, or is that like <laughs> That's just the a punishment? Thing? You have to do it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do it again. I don't think I could ever make that 
they have it again. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Certain things are uh, one of a kind. There's so many one-off. times I've wanted make sunny references this episode. That was a one-off. So many times. That was a one-off adventure. Is what that was. Mm-hmm. I scoured the internet for dad jokes. I uh, I couldn't find a good one. So Parker, as your punishment, I'm going to tell you a bad one. Okay. What do you call a person that's missing 75% of their spine? A quarterback. <laughs> it's terrible. It's I didn't even like it. It's not even. Oh, like you immediately discounted it as soon as you said it. Yeah. Yeah. It's real bad. It's obvious. That's why it's bad. It's not clever at all. It's really dumb. I got tired of looking after about 20 minutes, though. All right. Well, that's going to that's gonna get it for us today. Um, What should we call this episode? I don't like Parker's elbow. It sounds real bad. Uh, Parker faces the music. But I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) There was no music.